Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's me, Amanda Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Hurry, we're going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com and watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We're going to ask for a lot of your interaction today because we got some great guests in studio to, to throw some questions at, including some successful pitchers from over the weekend from ECU Baseball as we go inside the Players' Lounge. Coming up at 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Josh Groves and Garrett Saylor. They'll both be in here inside the Pirate Radio Studios at 4.30. Carter Spivey will join us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. So a full edition of the Delcor Players' Lounge coming up hour two of the show and we are baseball heavy today cliff godwin head coach of the pirates will join us in studio at five o'clock if you have a question for any of the pitchers or coach godwin you can get those in on facebook twitter or youtube and we will pass those along so a big uh, guest list today as we talk about the sweep east carolina had over the weekend against the memphis tigers also brian bailey going to join us in about 25 minutes from now to recap everything from the sports weekend so uh, we got a lot to do on this monday shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt the big dog glenn griffin all hands on deck here in the pirate radio studios and happy you are along for the ride because we got uh, some pleasant news to talk about when it comes to east carolina baseball they're coming off that sweep now the bad news is uh, Houston took care of business against Tulane a couple of games where it looked like it was going to go the Greenwaves way. It did not. So that means the standings basically remain the same. East Carolina a half game behind the Cougars with three games left to play for both teams. So the championship will be decided this upcoming weekend. East Carolina taking on South Florida. Houston taking on Cincinnati. Uh, we will recap our experiences from the weekend because I saw not only Chan Man. But also Shirley Rhodes on Sunday as I was leaving the park. So uh, let's welcome in Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt to the show. Hello, folks. Hey, hey what's up? Hey. hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, hey. How's it go there? It goes. How's it hanging? Oh, you know. <laughs> you A little know. to the left. You know. Shirley, how was your uh, jungle experience on Sunday? I had a good old time. I got there early. The weather was outstanding. Was. I mean, you really couldn't have asked for better weather for a baseball game. It was, it was a little overcast but it was nice and cool and a little breezy and i kind of parked myself underneath the tree just in case the sun came out and uh, so i wouldn't get too hot and i had a great view of uh, left center field and um it was it was very enjoyable i had a good time chandler you got your uh some time off mm-hmm. from working the game so yep. you could party with your parents how did that go it went great i was looking forward to that weekend and i was had my expectations and what I would hope would happen, and I mean, did it met your expectations? Did it exceed your expectations? It exceeded it by far shot. Uh, I just wanted to have fun. I wanted my parents to have uh, have fun. I 
<clears throat> didn't want them to stress out too much being away from their restaurants and they didn't they had a really good time i wanted them to have a lot of fun and we did so awesome. it was great my brother actually was able to come yesterday and nice hang to out. meet your brother for the first time yeah so my brother chase came yesterday hung out all day with us yesterday and i'm to be honest with you i'm surprised he didn't he usually brings like a buddy and stuff so i was very surprised to see that he didn't do that so it was a nice uh honeycut family weekend hope everybody had a great mother's day it was uh <laughs> An emotional weekend with Mother's Day and with Senior Day, mm-hmm. kind of all coincide. And we got so much to talk about with what went down uh, on the field and also kind of the surroundings as well. So we'll dive into all that for the next three hours here on Pirate Radio Live. But a very special weekend out at Clark LeClaire. As a matter of fact, you you asked just a moment ago uh, about uh, questions that you could ask for the Players Lounge. Yes. I would like the guys, guys when they come in, I would like for them to rate the mom jungle jump that took place yesterday. Uh, that was uh, Mama Hoove. Mama Hoove was the one that I know she took a jump. I think yeah. the rest of them didn't quite uh, jump. They just kind of ran down there and did some high fives, but which I thought was a great moment uh, as the moms of the seniors got to throw out the first pitch yesterday. And I thought uh, that was really cool. And then uh, the jungle started uh, calling for them to do a jungle jump. And uh, Mama Hoove was the front runner. And uh, so I would like for them to rate. She looked kind of like a um, a bug splatting into a windshield, <laughs> and it sounded like it too. <laughs> because I, did, I didn't see I her. Actually... I saw her going towards the fence, and then I heard the sound, and I went, "I don't think she made it." Or like one of those. I don't know what I'm thinking of. I feel like I've seen this before, though, where you're you kind of jump off a trampoline and you're wearing velcro and you just yeah. splat into the wall yeah that's, that's pretty like much that. what happened or a cartoon where you splat and slide down like that yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah i talked to her after the game and saw her and i said great jungle jump and she <laughs> she she had a good laugh about it i think oh she was being a great uh, now, sport i thought it was great i just thought it was outstanding that she even gave it a try that was mama who sunday papa who took his own jungle jump on saturday and uh he had a pretty good one we see where oh, elaine yeah. got his ups from so uh, that was awesome to see the moms throwing out the first pitches, the senior day festivities. It was all awesome this weekend. And the great thing, uh, three wins to go along with it. Absolutely. We'll take That's that all day. What the Pirates needed. And yeah, when I saw Denny Hoover's video uh, of him doing a jungle jump right after they recognized Lane and the other senior, seniors, it, that was very emotional to watch because that, I mean, that is a guy, that's a parent, a dad who has watched a lot of ECU baseball in the last four or five years and watching his son and the adversity that his sons went through with that injury he had i believe freshman year his freshman year here at east carolina so to be able to bounce back from that recover from that and then be the baseball player he's been for this program it's got to be very rewarding for denny and julia hoover so uh yeah this is great to see i met uh garrett sailor's mom for the first time this weekend and uh just the awesome families that cheryl. all those guys come from yeah miss cheryl mm-hmm. met her um and i got them all fooled they all say they enjoy the show so i think what they enjoy is when their sons are on the show not necessarily the host you should have said who is our guest on thursday <laughs> oh, who's yeah. our guest on wednesday at four Ms. cheryl what'd you take away from that interview with jason nichols the other day <laughs> Uh, I think they enjoy watching their boys on the show, and that's cool. That's uh, hey, that's probably why my mom, your mom, watches it to see your production skills, yes, Chandler. Yes. My mom watches it to see how many times I say "uh" in three hours. Speaking of your mom, I finally got to meet her over you the did. weekend. Her and my mom and Shirley 
y'all i think y'all got along pretty good yesterday. i heard y'all did some bonding yeah we we bonded we uh sat there because it turns out that you know we we've talked about this before that your mom knows my cousin yeah and uh so taught we, his daughters yep taught his daughters and uh so my second cousins so we uh had a, a lengthy chat about that and then uh we talked about some other stuff but it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it and got to meet your dad and your brother and um so it was a, a and we also had a little fun at chandler's expense well, um, i was gonna so, say she is basically kind of handed over her you're raising her son now Charlie, <laughs> basically i wouldn't you think she about handed it. over the reins yeah yeah I mean, you're kind of responsible for his day-to-day activities now, at getting him fed and washed. Yeah. <laughs> she oh, did help me with my when my Jeep was acting up. She helped me with car repairs. Car repairs. Yeah. She helped me with that. Oh, by so. the way, Chandler, you need to go grocery shopping after you know what you fed your mother over the I weekend. Know. I know. So, uh, yeah, you definitely need to go. You need to hit the grocery store. <laughs> All right. Looking at the rankings, East Carolina sitting at 13 in Baseball America. I think they dropped in D1. Correct. Uh, down uh, to 15 to maybe 15 and then in baseball america they are at 13 yeah uh rpi wise east carolina sitting at 19 is that where they were when we had those discussions on friday saying if they sweep do they move up move down i want to say they were at 19 i think it was 19 maybe no change uh so 19 for the pirates 22 for campbell who will be the opponent coming up on right. tuesday that's going to be, be a big. huge one. Yeah, a monster game, and uh, really, really looking forward to that. Coming up on Tuesday, we will re uh, um, preview that one, I should say, with Chris Haymeyer coming up on Tuesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Also planning to check in with Aaron Fit from D1 Baseball at some point this week as well. Uh, so, looking forward to talking about what's coming up. We'll do a lot of recapping today with the players and with uh coach godwin all right uh somebody had mentioned uh kaz said he just heard the brian bailey sh- uh, show chat with joe west great stuff oh my god it really was it was an awesome interview i was raised to not like joe west and i say that seriously my grandfather i, t- I mentioned this to joe on the show told me that joe west hated the braves and always cheated when he played against the braves uh umped against the braves so uh, you know when you're you're a kid you believe what your parents and grandparents tell you right Mm -hmm. so i was like all right joe west he's an enemy and will always be um turns out joe west really didn't hate the braves what what age were you when you realized he didn't (laughs) was not a cheater of baseball uh i think joe west said it best when your team stinks you blame the umps right so I was probably told this at an early age and when the Braves stunk for all those years. Well, yeah, he had to blame something. By the time they were awesome in the 90s, yeah, I was, I was like, it doesn't matter who's umping the game. Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin are going to shut them down. Mm-hmm. Chipper, Andrew, Fred McGriff are going to go yard. Uh, umps call isn't going to change the game. So I think I just realized that, hey, if you're good, you'll win. If you're not and you're borderline not, then uh, you'll, you'll get the screw job there from umps. So joe west was awesome told some great stories great storyteller and if you missed it you can check it out youtube facebook or where you get your podcast glenn griffin here in the pirate radio studios Big dog so something happened what's up glenn it was just easier to come in here versus getting in studio b on a mic all right very casual he's got something in his mouth he's got sunglasses on uh, a yeah. casual monday it's casual monday pfg commenter in the house uh 
you haven't talked about the ACC potentially breaking apart. It's three twelve, Glenn. I'm getting. I, 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 there's a lot of things I haven't talked about. Relax. I like. Why it. Get, get in my face. Get I feel like. Face. I feel like the ACC is doing a run in on itself. So I had to do a run in on you. All right. I haven't talked about it. I'm not aware of it. What do we got? Clemson, Florida State. Hold on. Who's saying this now? This is Brett McMurphy. So right. it's got some juice. Clemson, Florida State. Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech are the magnificent seven ACC schools, according to Action, Action Network. These schools have met in past several months with lawyers examining grant of rights to determine just how unbreakable it is. The ACC deal runs through 2036. Well, let's play who's not in the magnificent seven. Uh, that would leave Duke, Wake Forest, Boston College, Cuse, uh, Louisville. Everybody is not good. Yeah, I mean, your your name. Yeah, so the magnificent seven. They have met in the past several months. How breakable. So yeah, you know, we've been talking for years about the what the format's going to look like in college football specifically with the super mega conferences. And you know, if these schools are right for the picking, joining either. Well, now it's it's just going to be like the Big Ten and the SEC. Yep. In fact, back to Brett McMurphy. It's the power, too. It's just like you said when, when Oresco's exactly. letter came out. Yeah. That everything goes to power, too, and then everybody else. Yep. And it looks like, yeah, Brett McMurphy last week after Mike Oresco's um, diatribe he put out said from now on he will call the conferences this. The power two, Big Ten, and SEC. The middle three, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, group of five, the other five conferences. If the ACC disbands, you're going to have a, a true power two. It already is, but but even more so. Uh, but that is that's interesting to see where that goes. ECU to the ACC, baby. Oh yeah, it'll be ECU and Louisville App State. Uh, on an ACC game. App State, App State, Coastal. Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah, the new Atlantic Coast Conference. Wake Forest. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else is in the non-seven. We pick up Boston College. Yeah. Syracuse. That's a pretty decent conference. Was Georgia Tech in there? No, they are not part of the seven, which not surprises indeed. me. But they fit into almost they fit into the uh into well, I guess it was the old American model of having big cities and just you know, going yeah. for television. Team markets. in Atlanta. Yeah. Um so yeah, Duke and ECU, uh, ACC matchup coming up in three years. Very possible from yeah. the sounds of things. I mean, they're going to have to replace it with somebody. John says, what about Pitt? Jamie says, nobody wants Pitt. We forgot Pitt. Throw Pitt in there yep. as well. It will be the old Big East Conference USA. Uh, good information, Glenn. Thank you for the run-in. I love the Paul Schaefer thing you have. Can we get a keyboard and you just stand behind it during the show? I would love it. I would love to play some some hot keys just <laughs> chilling in the corner. And uh, we make a joke or whatever, and you do the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great. It's a great idea. All right. If you got any more run-ins, let us know. All right. Uh, Jamie, real quick, asking, did Joe West talk about his Naked Gun movie role? Uh, yeah, that is the main takeaway I got from the entire show which he told great stories about players, coaches, ejections, his career, all that. The thing, because Naked Gun and that series is one of my favorite movie series of all time. I think it kind of shaped the way I think when I was a kid watching Leslie Nielsen and the physical comedy and the 
just wordplay and dumb jokes that is just so much up my alley joe west is in the movie he's got one line he told the story that he was offered a thousand dollars a week to go out there and film it pay your own expenses he said i can't go out there because it took three weeks for his part three weeks three weeks for his small part during the baseball scene he said i'm losing money at that point staying in california for three weeks making three thousand i'm gonna end up in the negative probably hollywood hotel expense yeah yeah uh they call him back 30 minutes later they say all right three thousand a week put put you at nine grand he said i'm in goes out there gets a little over nine grand he said he then says and glenn we were talking about this with um sag your sag sag card card, yeah i don't know how it all works um you know lawyer wise and all the fine print but basically you get residuals and that movie has been shown so many times on so many so many platforms over the years he says he has received over a quarter of a million dollars off residuals for his part in the naked gun we know how he moved to florida (laughs) yeah he could move anywhere he mentioned oj simpson was in the movie so like Naked Gun was what, 1990 maybe? It was uh, a lot of residual checks on that one. 1988. So you've already got it out there. Then you got like the OJ stuff that happened in the 90s and like it's out there even more and people are more interested in it because, hey, did you know OJ was in a movie? Uh, So you got that part of it, Reggie Jackson, and it's still shown on stuff today. So uh, isn't Kareem in that? he's airplane he's airplane you're right you're correct he's in the family but not in that movie yeah um over a quarter of a million dollars in residuals for joe west and he said just think how much reggie jackson's made he said reggie got how much did he say chandler well i'll find the clip and play it at some point but he said reggie got 20 10,000 20,000 just i I can't remember how much he got a week but like just a crazy amount for him to go out there just think what his residuals it just so. tells me, Clipper, that we've got to get our side cards. No doubt. We just got to show up in something. It Reboot Dawson's Creek, but it's just, it's us. Yeah. You can be, I'll be Dawson and you can be Pacey. <laughs> Glenn said, you could be, no, I'll be Dawson. You be Pacey. <laughs> no, I'll be Dawson. No, I'm no, Dawson. Wait, Dawson's wait, wait. the filmmaker. It, I've so always thought you look just like James Vanderbeek. You, if, you, if you put us side by side, it's the same guy. But the question is, who's going to wind up being Mouth? Mouth? Yeah, you remember Mouth? From Dawson's Creek? Yes. A.K.A. Lee Norris, who's oh, from Greenville, I North Carolina. He was in that show. Uh, yes. Well, he, surely Lee Norris is going to be him. He's from here. Okay. You're, you're, uh, you're um, Tom Cruise's uh, wife, ex wife. Oh, also Jamie uh, Foxx's ex wife. Katie, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Near Holmes. I'll take that. All right. Chandler, we're going to need you to be Michelle Williams. You got it. All right. <laughs> We're out of that, was my, that was my nurse. The slightly nurse uh, sloppy, problematic one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Steve says John Morant spotted on the corner of Wimbledon Drive, shirtless, and firing a gas can. <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for your contributions to the show, as always. Robert Matthews says, Clippo. Clippo. Jerry says, hello, Shirley, Chandler, and the All-American Pirate Clipper. All right, put that on the resume. Put that on my uh, my screen there, Chan Man. Clipper! Good stuff. All right. Um, so, yeah, what else did I miss, Glenn? 
that was it i mean it's just that one run in about the acc breaking up i would love for you to come in every day five to ten minutes in the show and say you haven't talked about this yet like while i'm setting up the show yeah like, hey you ain't talked about this yet but you didn't know about it i didn't know about it yeah so no it, it was, was a good big... discussion oh while while big dog's in here he's a big nba guy i just saw a while ago i missed that monty williams got fired by the suns yes he did he was fired into the sun man I, I really want the guess Hornets. Guess who's next? Him. Doc Rivers. Yep. The Hornets are going to have some uh, some good coaches out there available if they want to get rid of Steve Clifford. That's who I wanted in our last search. Who? Monty Monty Williams. Williams. I wanted Monty. Uh, I want the players. Coach doesn't matter. And Would you trade? I, I had this thought the other day. Would you trade LaMelo for the end of Steph? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the easy. Easy, yeah. I mean, it's the easy yeah. one for me, too. You just give up whatever you got to get. If they're breaking it up, you go all in. Yeah, if we're going to suck, let's have a star and have fun. Offer him a piece of the franchise. Sure. I saw a... You know. Dale can this, be the coach. Steph, the player. Why not? You get him, homeboy comes back home. We'll even no, put... And it, makes, it makes too much sense. We have I to write it. all this stuff into the contract. Seth Curry also in the starting lineup. I don't even know where he's at now. I wonder if he's in Lee. I mean, he might. Doesn't have. matter. Bring and then um, his daughter will run social media. The girl that was in the videos years ago. And his wife is the team chef. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. But he has the whole family. Yeah. And that's not misogynistic. It's because she's. She a, does cooking. Right. Stuff, right? It's, it's no, about yeah. her career. But like I saw a Photoshop of him in a Hornets shirt. And like these Photoshops nowadays are like crazy. They look just as real as Chandler was fooled. And, well, no, no, but I saw Man, he it. Got traded. I, I, I saw it, and I was like, I was like, it just looks right. It looks right. I think. I mean, if they're gonna break, if Golden State's breaking it up, you got to go all in. Like I said, and he wears thirty, just like his dad. Yeah. Can you imagine those the throwback jerseys we have and the throwback night with the court and a thirty uh, Curry jersey? Oh yeah, my god! Uh, just you trade for him and you install him as like a cornerstone of the franchise. Glenn, you Too come smart. in after a sweep over Memphis, biggest time of the baseball year. And we're talking about Hornets hypotheticals. I'm sorry. That, I didn't do that. That that was Chandler, that actually. Brutal. That was actually Chandler. Uh, John says, was Ja Morant firing the cannon this weekend Dude, at Clark McClare? <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know. That's I don't really know if he was. Chad said, can we talk about the WWE World Heavyweight t- Title Tournament and who will win at Night of Champions? No, we can't, Chad. Cannot. Give me Seth Rollins. Or AJ. I don't care. I like yeah, either I one. Care. I love a tournament, though. I hate that it went so fast. I would have liked to drag it out a little. Yeah, legged out a bit. Yeah. It's been nice. All right. Thank you, uh, Big Dog, for that. We got to call BB. We'll get to that. By the way, folks, coming up on today's show, we've got Josh Groves and Garrett Saylor at 4 o'clock, Carter Spivey at 4.30, Cliff Godwin at 5 o'clock. We are baseball heavy on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, talk to BB, Brian Bailey, when we return after these words. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. 
pirate water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home, or you can save time and order ahead and skip the line to pick up your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live. Just logged down something cool. Ooh. So uh, you were on the phone during the break, so I'm assuming that's what that call was about. Um, about you said you just locked something down. Yeah, yeah. Was that why you had that phone call during yeah. the break? Yeah. Okay. Um, what day is Memorial Day? The twenty ninth. No, the fifth. Twenty ninth or fifth? Twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it's not going to be June then. Um, Memorial Day. No Pirate Radio Live, but Mully, myself, and Chan Man will be live in the Pirate Radio studios during the baseball selection show, Ooh. and we'll be watching that show with you, and then we'll have a reaction afterwards. So we'll be here talking about it uh, with you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can join us coming up for a selection show, watch along on that Monday, and uh, post show as well. Last year... After the selection show, uh, Mully and I did an impromptu. We ran down here real quick and knocked it out and um, had fun. And we said, you know what? Next year, we should just do the whole shebang. So we're going to do that coming up a couple of Mondays from now right here in the Pirate Radio studios. And we hope you will be uh, along with us as it will be unveiled where East Carolina will be going and the seed and all of that. And I hope I have more pa to do and that Sunday wasn't my last game because I love postseason baseball at Clark LeClaire. I specifically love that Saturday winner's bracket game. There's nothing like it, man. That's my favorite baseball game of the year. Saturday winner's bracket. That Virginia game last year, I still have memories of that. Awesome weather. Josh Moylan dropping a tank. Place going nuts. I love Saturday winner's bracket game. Kind of late afternoon, early evening at Clark LeClaire Stadium, hoping for another one of those. For that to happen, all we got to do is win. Uh, got to beat Campbell on Tuesday and go from there. Do we have BB on the Pirate Radio Live line? We do. Brian Bailey coming off a great show today. We'll be at the beach next week. Bailey at the beach uh, celebrating uh, the conference tournament and doing his show live from there. BB, how you doing today? Doing great. How are you? Doing awesome. Uh, folks have already chimed in about the Joe West interview, Bailey. And again, my favorite part was learning how much money he made off residuals from the Naked Gun. But he had uh, some Dale Murphy stories. He had talked about Reggie Jackson, talked about the, the A-Rod famous swipe. Uh, just so many great stories. I heard you say you could have talked to him for three hours. It was only one hour, unfortunately. But uh, awesome show earlier today. Well, the funny part was that he called me. Right after. I was trying to text him because usually when I have a guest on, I text him and say, thanks a lot, appreciate it. So I'm, t- I'm typing thanks a lot. He called me. And so he started and he started going off on some other thing. We could have gone at least 15 minutes with that phone call. Oh, it, was, it was really good, though. He, he knows so many people in Greenville, and I think he, he loves thinking back to his roots and talking about some of the people that – we all, you know, maybe we take them for granted because they're 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 around us all the time. But I think he's been he's moved on to bigger and better things. But he understands how important those people are to Eastern North Carolina, like Marvin Jarman and RV and and your boy Lee talked about all those guys yeah. in the show. It was good. 
Yeah, it's, it's always crazy, too, like getting to know or talking to somebody who is a public figure who you you don't like for whatever reason. And I told the story of my granddad telling me that Joe West hated the Braves and cheated. So I was like raised to not like Joe West. And you realize that, yeah, that may not be a hundred percent true. And uh, I just love kind of talking to the person here because Bailey, he is a guy that is known is not, if you did an approval rating of Joe West amongst the fans, they don't like him. And, and I think he said why. Because if your team loses, you look for somebody to blame. And it's usually the umpire. And he did so many games that if uh, the, the winning team doesn't celebrate the umps, it's the losing team who looks for the umps and say, hey, you screwed us. So uh, it was just it was cool to hear from him. Yeah, and he said he had 196 ejections over his career. Man. And like he said, it's only like four a year. But uh, there were some good ones. Uh, the Andre Dawson one, I remember watching that on TV. I was yelling at the TV when that was going on. Because Harry Carey was broadcasting it, and I was like, "What? That ball was outside." And Andre went off on him, and it was, yeah, it was that was a fun night. Awesome show, and uh, Bailey, you'll be live from Clearwater coming up next week. Your annual show from the tournament, and depending on practice and how things go, uh, a lot of pirate guests uh, for next week. We'll kind of TBD right now, right? So you'll you'll know when when you uh, kind of get down there, see what the schedule is. But uh, always a fun show. Yeah, it always is. I mean, just got to figure out what time everybody's practicing. And, and all, all that depends on the seating. So we have to see where East Carolina ends up. I'm almost positive that they can't end up, they can't end up any lower than three. And they probably most likely will be one or two because of who they're playing and, and that kind of thing. So it looks like they'll be one or two. Simple yes or no question, Bailey. Does East Carolina need to win the regular season to host a regional? No. Okay, fair enough. And you say no because if they beat Campbell, they could still sweep this weekend and finish in second and then have a good run in the conference tournament. You still think that they could be uh, a top 16 this year? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think – I'm with you. I think, you know, know, the dream was obviously to get back into that top eight and maybe that ship has has sailed most likely. But I think, you know, well, Cliff said yesterday after the thing, there's plenty of baseball to be played. Yeah. yeah they just got to take care of business. Yeah, I, I think it's a long shot at this point, but basically win out and you give yourself a pretty darn good chance. It was kind of like last year, right? I, we weren't really – Maybe some folks – I remember being surprised, I'll say that, when East Carolina was the eight, and it's because of the way they finished last year. Well, and I go back to the, to the year, and I always get the numbers mixed up. But the one year where Cliff and everybody really thought that, that the Pirates should have been at number seven. The year they had to go to Louisville, right? Yeah, and they ended up what were they eleven or and, and eleven or thirteen? But I remember, I remember Cliff saying saying if we didn't get it, a top eight this year, we'll never get one. And I, I believed it because so last year I was I was stunned as everybody whenever it popped up and. But so so there is a there is a formula to get there. Uh, I just don't know if, if if they do win out. That, you know, if they win out, if Houston loses a game, that gives them the American you know, regular season championship. If they win, you know, at the tournament, the key to the tournament is is stay in that winners bracket. And and the Pirates, although the Pirates have the pitching that they could get out of the, the losers bracket, but you stay in that winners bracket. Yeah. You, know, you, you play Tuesday, you get Wednesday off if you win. You play Thursday, and then you get Friday off if you win the Thursday game. So you can narrow that thing down to like three games. 
Talking to Brian Bailey, we'll talk to the Pirate Pitchers coming up next hour in our Delcor Players Lounge. Josh Groves, Garrett Saylor coming up in about 30 minutes. Carter Spivey coming up in about an hour and then an hour and a half from now. We'll talk to the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin. So a lot of ECU baseball talk on the way. Always uh, emotional, Bailey, for senior weekend, especially with guys like Lane Hoover, Carter Spivey, and Garrett Saylor. They have played so much. They have won so much, been a part of so many big games. Uh, it was an emotional weekend for those guys, for Cliff, as we saw with the behind-the-scenes video, with the, the families, with everybody out there. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things you think about with, with this program and the culture. And I mean, he works those guys really, really hard, but you know, to a man, they come back and, and they would do anything to, to get that jersey back on one more time. So I, I think that, you know, you, you get to see some of that and that, that emotion. Uh, you know, it, you know it, seasons change for everybody. And I think that that's what we're seeing right now with those three seniors. I mean, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in their future, but they've, they've had a great, great career. All three of them have done some remarkable things at East Carolina and need to congratulate them and, and hopefully we get a chance to see him play a couple of weeks of baseball. Talking to BB, Brian Bailey on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Just uh, got off the phone with Mully. Bailey, he said uh, he is planning on seeing some BP from the South Brunswick kid coming to town to take on J.H. Rose, apparently what, the number one player in the country, I believe he said, uh, the J.H. Rose will be facing coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, and I didn't realize he was that good. I know RV said something about him the other night when we uh, interviewed him after the Rose High win on Friday night, and then doing a little bit of research after that, the fact that, that yeah, he's he's the real deal, and he's coming to Guy Smith Stadium. So uh, that may be a case where you don't let one guy beat you. So we'll see how the ramp is handling. Huge night of baseball coming up here in Eastern North Carolina with Campbell and ECU six o'clock. And what time's Rose uh, Bailey's at at seven? No, they're at six. They're at six. Okay, and that's been that's been a, a real challenge with a lot of the games. It used to be everybody played at seven, but now they're, they're moving them some of the six. Some of it's because of travel. They can get the teams in early, get them back home before you know it gets too late. But uh, when you have a six twenty sportscast, it'll kind of it'll kind of be tricky. But we'll yeah. get it done. I guess especially for a Brunswick team, that's a it's quite a drive for uh, yeah, exactly. round two of the playoff or round three of the playoffs coming up. J. H. Rose and South Brunswick Bailey. Um, how is it weird that we don't have a day and time for the Hurricanes yet? I thought the same thing yesterday because I started looking for it and then in, in researching it, it, it kind of said, "Hey, they got to wait for the Western." conference to get situated and they're still working on that but uh, i believe there's one there's a game seven tonight one half of it vegas is in and the other half uh it will be decided tonight so i think late night tonight we should hear or first thing tomorrow so yeah i i was was in a, a group chat and people were talking about maybe going to sports trivia wednesday but somebody said they had game one uh, Eastern Conference final tickets, and it might be on Wednesday, so they're not sure yet. And then I saw a rumor on Twitter that it's going to be game one Thursday, game two Saturday, and uh, it's just kind of weird that we're sitting here week of. I mean, the, the series between the Kraken and Stars is going to end tonight. I just don't see why we can't go ahead and know if it's going to be a couple of nights from now. People need to know, but anyway, I just found that kind of odd. Yeah, I found it odd too, and I don't know, you know, enough about hockey to know why they're waiting so long. But uh, just to see the Hurricanes still in it with what they've gone through injury-wise has been remarkable. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of shows you what you know Rod Brendamore is all about, and how good a coach he is, and he's a player's coach, and 
But, you know, you name an old team that could lose three guys like they lost and still be in it. That's tough. And uh, I believe I saw today that they might have some good news on Tavo Taravainen, who was, I think, out of the yellow jersey and could be ready to go. Yeah, he was a full participant in practice today. So that is some big news. He went down, what was it, a wrist, a hand injury uh, early in these playoffs, Bailey? Yeah, so that would be big to get him back, to get a little little firepower back. No doubt. So, uh, Canes and Panthers. The East is a beast. I don't know how many people had this matchup necessarily. They probably had Boston somewhere, and uh, definitely not the Panthers uh, advancing this far as they knock off the Maple Leafs. So, that'll be fun. Uh, the Eastern Conference Final. Canes trying to get back to the Stanley Cup Final. All right, BB, uh, anything else you're following? You, you watching any of these NBA games? Celtics take it to the Sixers. How about the Sixers scored 10 points in the third quarter yesterday? Day in a game seven. Absolutely brutal. So it'll be Celtics and Heat and then LeBron and the Lakers against the Nuggets. That's what's left. What do you think? I'm looking. I, I, I like the Boston Celtics and I like the Denver Nuggets in those two series. So let's see a Celtics Nuggets final. All right. Celtics and Nuggets, according to one BB, Brian Bailey. Something to keep an eye on this weekend, along with baseball, Bailey, is uh, Harold Varner III in the PGA Championship. So you've got uh, HV3 uh, coming off a good weekend. And, and what, how, how many years ago was it when he was in, right in contention in the PGA? Did, did, did he have a lead like in the third? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was playing well going into Sunday. That's right. Yeah, so Hopefully he'll do well again. Uh, yeah, got that coming up as they will be up in New York for the PGA Championship. All right, BB, thanks for joining us today, man. If folks missed it, check out the Brian Bailey Show from earlier today. You can watch it now on YouTube, Facebook, or download it where you get your podcast. Great chat uh, with – he's got a lot of names, right, Bailey? Cowboy Joe, Country Joe. You played some of his music. He had everything going. He's been called a lot worse than that, too. But he's- well, I can attest to that, and you can, too, probably. Back when he ran the Hulk out of the game, you were cursing at him. I like that Joe said the one thing you can't do, he's talking about Madison Bumgarner, he said you can't cuss so the fans can hear it. That's the one no-no. And then about 10 seconds later, he cussed on your show. I know. <laughs> but we weren't going to run him out. He was telling too good a story. So That's right. All right, BB. Thanks for joining us, man. All right, now take care. See you, man. There is Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Awesome show earlier today with Joe West. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll reset everything, let you know what's going on. Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. And, uh, man, got a great hour two with the players in the Players Lounge presented by Delcor and a great hour three with Cliff Goblin on tap. If you have questions for the players, you can get them in now or you can wait until they arrive. But uh, we'll have a lot of fun coming up with those guys coming up. Hour two and three. More to go. Power Radio Live after these words. Talk about their homes. There's a girl in the suburb town. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Uh, Wood Ducks baseball is back. Single game tickets are now on sale. You can get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305. You can also visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com to check out schedules for games. As a matter of fact, the Wood Ducks are home all week long to take on the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. You can also check out the website for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The uh, Fireworks, I should say. The uh, Wood Ducks hope to see you out at historic Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Longer if I do, yeah. You okay? What a tune. Baby. Every time I hear this, I want to buy a guitar. I think I have a guitar. I need to tune my guitar and learn how to play the guitar. You know, I started taking guitar lessons when I was about maybe 10 years old. And I did it for about two years and then unfortunately I moved and when I moved I was too far away from my guitar instructor and I quit playing and I regret it to this day because I think I would be a pretty to decent day. to this day I think I would be a pretty decent guitar player if All I right, stuck Troy. with it right. I hear you Troy, Troy. Oh, that was a classic that Troy that was very oh. Troy you could be a great guitar player if you knew how to play the guitar I just, I don't have the patience for it anymore. I tried to pick it back up a few years ago, but I just, I don't have the patience. I learned a G chord and a D chord and, you know I, what? I, I learned how to tap the guitar my, to make it sound like a drum. My short, stubby, fat fingers. My Vienna sausage fingers is yeah, why Your I fingers can't, have to be callous too. I can't play the guitar. Now, if I'm going to learn how to play the guitar, I want to be able to do like some print stuff. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you're Prince going from like, like zero Clavin to 120? Or, yeah. yeah, just like. Yeah, you know how so long cool. you'd have to do. Skip the chords, just go right to the solos. Yeah, for Chandler. All right, uh, Jamie. Jamie says, "Clip, would you want to take over from Morgan when he retires from football, PA?" Sure, sign me up. <laughs> he said, "Not that he's retiring anytime soon. Just curious. Can we hear your where it is a first down, Pirates?" No, Jamie. I'm not giving you that for free. What do you want me to do? Dance for you, Jamie? You want me to do a little dance? Dance, boy. No, uh, Jamie. I, I'm not going to do that. Where you. it is a first down. Wait. Chandler just took the job. <laughs> Pirates. Oh, you're out. Sorry. That was not. Don't put that on your resume. Where it is a first down. Hold on. Ball will be spotted at the 42-yard line. Where it is a first down. Pirates. Arg. I like the setup. I didn't love your pirates. Pirates. I, maybe I'm going more John C. Moore. Pirates. Pirates. Arg. Okay. Wait, are you are you auditioning for that job? Where it is a first down. <laughs> All right, sounds like you are. Pirates. Speaking of said Pirates, uh, the East Carolina Baseball Pirates nearing that magical 40 number as East Carolina with the sweep this weekend moves to 38 and 14 on the year, 15 and 6 in league play, 29 and 4 at home. The Bugaboo is on the road where East Carolina away from Clark LeClaire 9 and 10 this year. They can improve that record. Chandler, does East Carolina end the season with a winning road record? Yes or no? Yes. I agree. To do that... Do, do, do we not agree? They need to take two of three from South Florida coming up this weekend. 
Uh, will they end the see? Will they end the conference tournament with a winning neutral side record? They're zero and one right now. Yes. Okay. So you think they have success in the conference tournament? Yes, to success. We are built for success with the pitching, and that showed with uh, more weekly honors. And we'll talk about this with Coach Godwin. Just every week, another name popping up. Remember last week we talked about four different ECU pitchers winning conference pitcher of the week on the honor roll this week. Amac, a couple of bombs yesterday, and dealing Danny Beal, yes sir, also making the honor roll. So just two more guys that had they're not forgotten. Of course, uh, you count on Beal and also Amac in the lineup every day, but not two of your most productive, especially with Amac. But man, uh, had him a big game yesterday. Had one on Saturday, and Saturday, and is just uh, I don't know, maybe getting hot at the right time. I yeah. tell you, who else is getting hot at the right time. I called it, and so did Patrick Mason with his pick to click. But I remember saying, remember after the, um, I meant to pull this up today because I like playing clips, making myself sound like I know what I'm talking about. But I said Josh Moylan, and yeah, I know he struck out three times against old dominion but he's hitting the ball hard guess what he's hitting the ball hard he's hitting the ball hard he's hitting the ball hard very hard and that was patrick mason's pick to click third straight p mace pick to click to homer during the weekend crazy every time josh one was going to bat i was like all right let's see if he can do it can we make it three in a row for P. Mace, Patrick Mason, and sure enough, Josh Mullen hits one over the outfield wall, and the pick to click continues to roll on for Patrick Mason. John said, how hard, Clip? Really, really hard. Really, really, really hard. Solid? As a rock. Uh, nice to see Johnny Stats. He hates that nickname. Johnny Robertson yesterday saw him after the game. Very humble guy. I think he's just very humble. He apologized for some crack he took at me like weeks ago that I forgot about. <laughs> I'm like, Johnny, dude. He asked me if I had a couple of beers when I did the watch along the other day by myself. <laughs> and I was like, no, I was just loving what I was doing and was yeah. very excited. Uh, but Johnny, great to see you. But there's a new Mr. Stats in town. Uh-oh. How about Joshy Stats? Josh Thomas? Josh Thomas has one for us. What's he got? By the way, Josh, good to see you this weekend. When uh, I'll get to that in a moment. Joshy Stats says the Pirates are 30-0 and when scoring six or more runs this year. Is that true? I had a little stat to consider. East Carolina, this is the third time. Uh, stat to consider. Let me correct my stat. Second time this year, East Carolina has scored double-digit runs in three straight games. They did it once earlier this year. They did it against the Memphis Tigers. So uh, the Pirates can put some runs on the board. They're going to win ball games. That's how good the pitching has been this year. I want to say thanks to Josh for uh, talking to me on Saturday because Chandler, multiple times on Friday, said, hey, man, folks are coming in town. We're going to be out there at the jungle early. Come stop by. Say hey to the folks. You said that to me multiple times on Friday. <laughs> I go out there. I walk by Brandon Manning's spot. He's not there. All right, fine. I won't here to see Brandon anyway. It would have been nice to say hello, grab a chili dog, but uh, he wasn't out there yet. Uh, so I go to the jungle, look around, no Chandler. I talk to Josh, I talk to Jared, pack the jungle guy, say what's up to them fine folks. Text you, 
uh we're, we're not out there yet i said oh cool thanks for inviting me multiple times almost pressuring me into doing it like it's not <laughs> no, like, i remember saying on friday like hey please go out there. <laughs> please, please be there like yeah i mean i could sit at home a couple more uh minutes but no i'll go out there early because chandler wanted me to go so bad not a nary honey cut to be found not one honey cut in the building I so bad. <laughs> I'm like, so all right. Bad. What? I remember you texted me. I was like, and I, my response was, I didn't even think about me telling you. I was just like, oh, good. No, Thanks. no. Yeah. I was like, no, not yet, not yet. We'll, but we'll be there. <laughs> and then that's when you texted me. I said, oh, so glad that I came out here like you told me to. <laughs> and I laughed. I laughed. And I'm then glad I was you like, laughed. And I was like, oh my gosh. Then I felt real bad. Cause Dude, then I was just screwing with you. I know. It's all good. But my parents didn't get here till about 2 o'clock. And you text me at like 2.15. <laughs> I was like, my parents just got here. They brought our little miniature Dotson. Got her settled. Then we went to Sup Dogs. So. Anyway, that was fun. I always love joshing with you, Chan Man. And, and you give me a lot of reasons to do so. So I, I mean, appreciate yeah, it. That, that one was definitely on me. All right, let's take a break. I see some Pirate pitchers rolling in, so we'll uh, get to the Delcor Players Lounge when we return. Pirate Radio Live, we got Josh Groves and Garrett Saylor joining us on the other side of this timeout. More to go right after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Hour 2 Pirate Radio Live, Delcor Players Lounge edition of the show. And maybe the last time we see these guys in studio for a while, they're off to Florida for South Florida and then the AAC tournament after that. Hopefully some home baseball uh, to be uh, determined there when it comes to a regional, but definitely some postseason baseball somewhere for these Pirates. Josh Groves and Garrett Saylor joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Fellas, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah, feeling good. Doing good. Practice today? Yeah, we Everything had light, good? light practice. It was just batting practice, really, and then we went. No shutout, so no BP it. for you guys? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no we were hoping for at least one of those games to be a shutout, but... <laughs> yeah, wasn't in the cards. Some swings yeah. off. Uh, Garrett, I love that they showed your uh, senior highlights on the video. One of them was your base <laughs> yeah, hit. my base hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was pretty cool. That was surprising. I loved it. <laughs> great to see. Uh, well, great sweep over the weekend against Memphis. And uh, once again, the Pirates are streaking. So uh, picked that midweek game up against Old Dominion. Came back, and, and that was a long one, by the way. And we'll talk about your start in that one, Garrett. But uh, got three more wins this weekend. So feeling good, right? Everybody's uh, feeling good right now. Yeah, yeah, feeling good, ready for uh, Campbell tomorrow. 
Yeah, Josh? I think everyone uh, is excited for that game tomorrow because it's a big game RPI-wise, uh, big game for us, and um, hopefully we had a good crowd there tomorrow night. So, Garrett, uh, great start against Old Dominion, and you're going to get the ball again tomorrow. So, uh, kind of a bittersweet memory, I guess, facing Campbell last time, right? It was your best performance maybe yeah. of the year, yeah. but also the game where you went down with injury. So, so what do you remember about that one, I guess, good uh, and bad? Yeah, I had uh, I had all my stuff working the last time uh, we were at Campbell, or we played at the minor league park yeah. in Fayetteville. Um, and yeah, I went down with an injury, put me out for a couple weeks, but excited to pitch against him again tomorrow night. Yeah, and Josh, uh, good performance out of you on uh, Friday, but the one thing we talk about, walks. And yeah. four walks is, uh, is too many for you, right? And you know that you're aware of that, but how did you feel uh, about your performance on Friday? Um, it was okay. It was probably down there with one of the worst ones, are like first for me, just looking back at it. But um, at the end of the day, I only gave up one run. Um, yeah, we scored a bunch in the first, so I had a big margin for error and um, just something to work on for next week. I always talk to you guys too about whether you're facing a lead or a deficit. You try to not think about that, right? But does that sometimes affect you when you're pitching? Like, hey, I can take the foot off the gas, or hey, I maybe need to, you know, overhit the gas here. You try not to yeah. let it affect you, but does it? Yeah, sometimes, you know, if you're if you're in like a tight game and you're hoping the offense scratches one, you might put a little too much pressure on yourself. And, and sometimes when you have a big lead, you uh, might you might take the foot off the gas, but um, the, the guys that do it the best, it doesn't matter what the score is. They just go out there and, and uh, do their job. Still uh, went four and a third. Uh, were able to strike out three, and again, only two hits, one run allowed, uh, but 85 pitches uh, in yeah. the four and a third. Uh, any, uh, I don't know, nerves Friday night? <laughs> any different for you at all? No, no. I think the last last three weeks, um, just been working on a lot of mechanical stuff, and I think sometimes when I go out there, I'm focused a little too much on the mechanics instead of just going out there and competing, so I think that's just a reflection of the walks the hit by pitches the last few outings but uh you know i don't i I try to treat every star like the same uh how was it seeing another pirate pitcher get on the aac honor roll this week it was danny bill it's like a different guy every week for you guys garrett it just shows the strength of this staff i've said it before josh would be a friday night starter somewhere uh if it wasn't east carolina probably and garrett you'd be in every rotation across the country if it wasn't for east carolina. i mean it just shows the depth of the staff to see all these guys and this week it was danny yeah i mean uh, it, we did go through that stretch where we didn't have any guys on the on a roll um but i'm glad to glad to see that we're uh back on track and it's awesome having having our pitching staff be so deep this year because it seems like we can throw any guy out there and he'll go out there and um compete at a high level um, I know last year we we couldn't do that. It was it was tough for us. Um, but this year it's it's helped us uh, get through the season uh, and stayed healthy. Talking to Garrett Saylor and uh, Josh Gross, health a very important thing this time of year, and it looks like the Pirates are in a pretty good spot uh, when it comes to that. Trey Savage uh, getting back in and working. And how's uh, Young Root coming along? As you veterans watch him here late in the year, sometimes you hear about the freshman wall in sports and things like that. But what have you seen from Root? How do you think he's doing here late in the year? Uh, I think he's doing good. I mean, I think he's uh, he's figuring out what it takes to manage your body through a full season and um you know that's that's something that's different for everybody on how you take care of yourself and and how quickly you recover 
but uh, I mean, he's been he's been great for us all year, and he's we're gonna need him in the postseason too. So, Gary, what advice do you give the younger pitchers on the staff being through so many innings in your career? I mean, uh, just take it day at a time. I mean, you can't you can't look um, to the future, and you can't try to do too much when you're up on the mound. You got to be yourself uh, when you go out there and attack the zone as best you can. Uh, you're just going out there to compete and get outs. You letting your defense work. Um, but yeah, Root, Root's done a, done a great job this year, um, and he he's only getting better. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him grow. You know, you're uh, on the bump to start tomorrow, Garrett. Are you like mentally throwing pitches? Are you in the game? Like, it, like what do you think about pregame, or do you get away from it? What, how do you handle it? I've I've been a reliever for so long that like I don't like I stick to a reliever's routine. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just kind of hanging out with the guys before the game uh so like i, I don't really think about it because i feel like if if i start thinking about it, i'll think too much right so i kind of just have an open mind um just kind of calm, calm my nerves a little bit so yeah uh, a couple other things garrett i think you are the um official high fiver to hoove coming off the yeah. field yeah. yeah how long has that been going on uh, i think i started it last year yeah but i, I started doing it as a joke because I'm so much taller than Hoover is, and I I like to watch him jump up and give me a high five, and we just keep doing it, and it's just like a, I I'd say it's kind of like a superstition now. Yeah, like I just do it every game after every inning. And uh, sometimes there's a ball flip too. I yeah, guess for next Jake, inning, Jake's, right? Jake Hunter started doing a ball flip. Okay, um, he's still working on it. It's, he the timing is is off sometimes. Sometimes he'll give him a good one, but. I'm glad Jake's able to pitch well with all the extracurricular things he has going on. Official team dancer. <laughs> you would have told me that like Jake would be that that guy sprinting down from the bullpen to dance. I would tell you're lying. Like, yeah. you didn't see that coming. No, no. Uh-uh. He's uh, come out of his shell. Yes. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now everybody wants it. A uh, little Parker Bird uh, duo this mm-hmm. duet this weekend. It was good yeah. stuff. Um, Garrett also saw. I think. Um, and this might change, but somebody's got to catch the helmet from the home run hitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one. That You're that guy it. too. Yeah. yeah, I love that all you guys have assigned like roles way away from it the game. It kind of just happens. Yeah, I mean, we do it one game and we're like, ah, okay, cool. we'll do it again. <laughs> uh, Garrett Saylor, Josh Gross. If you have a question, you can get it in. Great question to ask some of the taller players on the team from Atticus. Who is the best basketball player on the team? Probably we've had this discussion before, but catch us up, guys. Who's the uh, best baller? I don't, know. Dude, I don't know. We got some if, good if you ask players. if you ask Spivey, he's gonna say himself. Oh yeah, just, I think just, I have actually. That's, yeah. that's how he is. If but, you ask um, Spivey who the best guitar player is, he'd probably say himself. <laughs> he doesn't even play guitar. I don't, even play, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, I think JC's pretty good. Yeah, J- JC say, can jump a little bit. I'd say we, we're up there. Yeah, I'm. I'm not bad. I'm. I'm more of a rebound and passer guy. Hey, yeah, okay. hey, that's all you got. Hey, yeah. Just a, it's, it's just a material yeah. guy. The hustler. I like it. Hoover is not. A bad basketball. I know he's short, but he's a menace. I've, I've played with him before. Spivey is pretty good at basketball. Yeah, no, Sp- Spivey is good at basketball. All right, I'll ask Spivey. I'll say who's the second best player and see oh, who yeah, he says. There you go. Uh, boy, Lane Hoover. Nobody. I don't think anybody in the country has more singles where he hits it 30 feet in the air and like 10 feet long. That's called the Hoover Special. It is a thing of beauty, man. It just gets on base. It's awesome to see. Uh, Speaking of Hoover, uh, great jungle jumps by 
Denny Hoover and Julia Hoover over the weekend. Now your mother didn't try the jump. I don't think. No, did. I don't. I didn't think she was. Yeah. I don't think she can jump. But uh, man, uh, Mama Hoover's jungle jump was. She kind of like Velcro to the wall. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to describe that yeah. earlier. It was kind of like bug on a windshield. It was a splat, and uh, oh, but man, what a special weekend! And Garrett, I saw pregame Cliff talking to the team and focusing on yourself, Spivey and Hoover. He got emotional himself, and uh, I don't know. That's kind of and I don't. You didn't throw this weekend, did you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Spivey went out that day of the speech. I remember had a great, great performance. But to kind of um, compartmentalize that with the game itself, that's a lot of emotions going on, right? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of emotions going throughout that whole weekend. Um, I mean, it's we've been here for five years. Uh, we've put so much into this program, and Coach G has trusted us. Um, and I mean. Playing, playing, uh, playing behind him is something is something special, and playing with the guys is, is special, and uh, it was a good weekend. And Josh, I guess you wanted to send those guys out on a high note, right? Probably uh, the underclassmen wanted to make sure they they went out a winner for these guys yeah. this weekend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how I would want it. If I was a senior, I'd want to end on a high note. And um, I got a lot of faith that after Tuesday we'll be back, we we'll back home. Um, for the regional, but you, you never know. But uh, definitely, if, if that was the last time we're at a weekend series at home for them, I mean, that was a good way to end it. It was awesome. Yeah, great crowd and uh, just great stuff on the field with the uh, – man, you guys are bookworms too. I had to read out all your accomplishments, <laughs> and a lot of those were all academic awards. So been hitting the books, uh, graduates, and, uh, and going to have a bright, bright future. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Got uh, questions regarding dancing uh let's see got some questions regarding cheating not that you guys did but other teams uh and what jerseys will the team be wearing tomorrow i think uh i think i know the answer to that because of our chat with paul lucas from UniWatch. he's going to be coming in here to celebrate purple amnesty day tomorrow i believe we're going to see the powder purples does that sound right to y'all yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be seeing the powder purple. I tomorrow. think they're uh, coming out for a Tuesday game at Clark LeClaire. So, a lot more to go with Josh Gross, Garrett Saylor. If you have a question, you can get it in now. More to go after this. Cause I can use it anymore. It's getting dark to dark sea. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Josh Gross, Garrett Saylor joining us in the Delcor Players Lounge. If you have an issue with your heating, cooling, plumbing, you can call the service professionals at Delcor. Go online, delcorinc.com. They will take care of you every single time. Got a lot of questions rolling in. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you can get them in for Josh Gross, Garrett Saylor. We got Carter Spivey coming up, and Cliff Godwin will be joining us coming up at 5 o'clock. All right, so uh, we talked about uh, the 
powder purples for Tuesday against Campbell. Uh, Christian says, what hat are y'all wearing tomorrow? Garrett, do you have that information? Um, I think the like the purple in the back with the white in the front okay uh this weekend they were wearing your favorites there uh josh the red white and blue pirate mm, that, oh, that one probably wouldn't look bad with the i think it would look purple. good yeah and uh your dad was uh recognized at the game on friday i was not out there i saw a tweet about it uh for his service in as a marine and uh said that was a pretty cool moment yeah it was really cool he wasn't expecting that and um i think they had his name on the scoreboard i think it was he was really surprised by it. I think he liked it a lot. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All right. Um, would you rather play a doubleheader or just one game a day? How do you guys feel about that? Uh, one game a day. One <laughs> game a day. All right. There you go. Asked and answered. What is your favorite start time for a game? I like the night games, dude. Like yeah, probably 6, 6.30. Yeah. Under the lights. It's not as, uh, not as hot and humid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, the games are fun. Part two of that question was pros and cons. Is it easier, harder, early versus night games? Like, I don't know. The sun, I guess, really doesn't affect you. So, doesn't affect us. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it'll affect uh, first baseman sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, if we're gonna play in, in the day, I'd like it to be um, almost kind of early, so that we can kind of hang out. Really. Yeah, like a one o'clock, two o'clock game, right? How, what's the uh, critter situation out there? Mosquitoes, bugs, anything on the mound? Yeah, just there. It's there's is one day throughout like the whole week where the bugs will be bad in the outfield, but usually the bugs aren't aren't bad at all. But it's usually like gnats. The worst the bugs were ever when I was pitching was uh, Charles or College of Charleston. Yeah, those were, I mean, it was terrible. It was like, <laughs> they had like sand fleas everywhere, and you're hitting like the one eye trying to pitch trying to <laughs> it. that was bad that's brutal i wonder if they do that on purpose kind of put them out there for you guys i mean i would hate to i mean i, I don't i don't doubt it they they probably get sick of it playing there <laughs> uh this is a good question jamie he says is there a question you'd like clip to ask coach goblin that you'd be too nervous to ask him an anonymous coach goblin question the problem is if you say it on right. the air yeah. he could go back and say it yeah. so uh this might be tricky i don't know yeah, I don't know if that's uh I mean all you guys want to bat, right? So there's right. that. Yeah, but it, I mean the the answer would be no. And yeah. there's a pretty good reason why behind <laughs> Can I get in that bat and no you're not a hitter? We yeah. talked to I think uh was it you and uh Carter in here, Garrett, when we were talking about calling pitches, like if AK <laughs> got thrown out and yeah. Carter said he's uh, he's wanted to call pitches before, but yeah, yeah. Spives thinks he'll call him. He's always been given the no on that. Yes, so. mm-hmm. I guess you guys are just going to be asked to do your role and stay yeah. out, of, <laughs> stay right. out of all the other stuff. That's right. Uh, let's see. Any other questions? Um, he said. Uh, so Jamie says he saw a junior college was busted for using electronic devices and helmets to get pitch signs. You guys saw yeah. that? Yeah. Um, how often do you think that happens? I didn't really understand it. So like, what what were they doing? They had like a like a mic in there or something saying this is where the fastball's coming. I have not seen this story. I wonder if there's like one buzz for fastball, two for breaking yeah, or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't know how frequent that is, but and I, I don't know. I, I've never been in that situation, but at that point, you're almost too much thinking going on too like i feel like that could backfire on you yeah it's kind of like sometimes whenever like you pick a pitcher signs the hitters don't even want to know it because they just want to react to it exactly like waiting for this perfect pitch and it doesn't come and they're they kind of they feel like it you know just it it doesn't disservice they want to just figure it out themselves uh jamie says let's say you're having a tough outing and see the bullpen start to warm up (laughs) what goes through your mind how does it affect you 
Um, I don't know. Any That's probably my that. least favorite thing on the mound. When you see a guy. You, it's like the second inning and you walk a guy and you just see like two guys running the bullpen. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, a lot of yeah. faith in me there. <laughs> I, I try not to look in the dugout. Yeah. Cause, just because I don't want to see, see them like running around telling somebody to go down to the bullpen. I, I try to keep the blinders on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Josh, you ever wave him back to the dugout? No, I just, <laughs> no, no that would uh, he probably not go well. Faster than no. the second time you walk a guy. <laughs> uh, Jake, Jake Agnos did that one time, and it didn't uh, didn't work out too. Oh yeah, I was telling you, uh, Garrett, that you need to go to a Canes game. Mm-hmm. I was at the Canes playoff game against the Capitals. That's why I remember that when Jake was about to throw a complete game, mm-hmm. and he told god when he wasn't leaving is that what no, you were yeah jake was at 132 pitches <laughs> um he he threw like eight and a third and coach she's going out there to get him and jake's like no no do not so uh how'd that end up not good <laughs> yeah. with not, him out of the I'm game not, i'm not gonna go into detail but yeah, yeah J- jake shouldn't have done that and I want to say that was the same year, uh, was it a week or two later, where he throws that gym against NC State mm-hmm. in the regional. And uh, and just, uh, I don't know, I, I love that they both came away because they, they respect each other, obviously. Yeah. And it's uh, it's what you want out of a competitor. But at the end of the day, Cliff's word goes. Yes. That's just kind of the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which player, oh, that's a good one from Christian. Which player would be most likely to come back after graduation to join the coaching staff? Who are the the former, future coaches on this roster? Who do you think? Mm, dude, I don't know. I mean, maybe Carter Cunningham. Yeah, Carter could. Charlie probably could. Yeah, I, I could probably see Charlie come back. Um, That's probably. I mean, I, I don't really think anyone really wants to be a coach. To be honest with you, not that's, a college coach. Just playing like this. All like that is. I want to. I want to be a high school coach. I don't want to. High school coach would be, be cool. I don't want to be a college coach. Um, I can see Charlie come back and coach. All right, uh, Adam. Not a question, but a comment. He said he was sitting with a couple of Memphis players' parents, and they commented on how much they love the atmosphere here. So that's always cool to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's why you guys chose to uh, play here. Yeah, yeah I right. think I think a lot of guys. Just talking to some guys on other teams, they love coming here just because um, it's going to be a fun environment, and they don't get that. A lot of, in a lot of places that they play. Uh, Adam says, "Is Jake so? Jake Hunter is the most visible dancer on the team. Is he the best dancer on the team?" I don't think we had too many dancers. On the team, <laughs> so I'm going to say yes by default. Yes, he wins by default. My favorite thing is he only has like three or four moves, yeah. but he just yeah. and he sticks with them like right. he's. And I think that's good. Don't do anything you're not comfortable with. He, he well, does it's like this. Don't, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, it works. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stick with what works, and he does a great job of that. Mm-hmm. Kenny says, great weekend series. Uh, you guys prefer the river or the ocean for downtime? Which Ooh, one would you pick? I'm a big ocean guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could do. Uh, I'll go with the ocean. I All like right. lakes, too. Like, yeah, lakes, I, d- lakes I did, like, like kind of mm-hmm. I like vibes. going. What are you doing? You skiing or? Tubing. 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 Just be on a boat, just hanging out. All right. But I, I just, I feel like I kind of grew up with the beach, so I like to go to the beach and sit in the sand. You more a rock or a country guy? Country. Country. All right. Country it is. 
Garrett Saylor and Josh Groves joining us. Garrett going to get the ball coming up against the Campbell Fighting Camels on a Tuesday. Great outing against them last time around. And uh, obviously, you don't want to get swept by those guys. You owe them one here. So, a uh, huge game coming up on Tuesday. And Josh, I know you uh, you love it when it's full, and uh, I think it's going to be full tomorrow night. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's going to be a really good crowd. Garrett, how do you let the home crowd help you? Because I mean, you go into a road environment, the the it's a big crowd, but they're against you. How does a big crowd on your side help you out? Yeah, out I mean, I just try to get them involved. So that means for me, just going out there and competing and um, throwing up zeros on the board and. I think I think our offense does a good job of uh, getting the crowd into it when they're scoring a bunch of runs. Like you'll see Coach G at third base pumping the crowd up. But uh, for me, it's just I honestly don't really focus on the crowd. Yeah, they can help us, but like I try to stay um, stay zoned in on, yeah. on J Dub when he's back there. Well, yeah, I feel like I feel yeah. like people just want to see like people want to see obviously you pitch well, but what really gets the crowd going is offense. So when they're True. rolling and then you're pitching well too. It's pretty hard to beat that crowd, but it's hard to it's hard to get the crowd totally into it when um, if it's kind of a slow offensive day, even if you're throwing really well. True, yeah. yeah. Uh, when Cliff starts, uh, when he's at third, does the one arm wave? You know, it's time to get into it. If yeah, you're, uh, and then you got Todd Howell up in the stands, uh, just getting everybody into it as well. He he sits in like I guess section like four hundred three, four hundred two. It's like right under yeah. the press box. Yeah, but he'll he'll be the one sitting there. It looks like he's he's flapping his wings like a bird. <laughs> it's all he stands up the entire game. It's awesome. I meant to ask you guys this this has been like two weeks uh it was the saturday night game i thought it was a child but it was a a grown woman because she had an alcoholic beverage did you hear the screaming that that could be a child it could be you're right uh did you hear do you know what i'm talking about the screaming no it was uh it was behind home plate what was she saying um she was calling out who's who was hitting she was saying Maybe Amac or Josh, but right as the pitch was coming, she would go, Amac, focus! Which is like the last thing you want to hear if you're trying to focus. No, I didn't. Eventually, she, uh, her friends were escorted out. Her friends were, but not her? Uh, I think she may have been too, but she, by the time I saw her friends getting escorted out, she was already gone. Mm. I didn't know if you guys were aware of that no, going I on. I, yeah, I wish I saw it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the same thing. Um, Robert says he was not a fan of the uh, umping this weekend. I won't talk to you guys about that. Um, Actually, ask Coach G about that. He'll probably give you his honest answer. All right. I'll ask Coach G about that and Newton. I'll ask him about the health of Jacob Starling. Uh, I don't think uh, – I think Coach would rather handle the injury questions, I would imagine. Yeah. All right, uh, guys, thanks for joining us. We're going to get to the best basketball player and guitar player on the team, Carter Spivey. And everything else. According, he's the best at everything. We'll talk to him about that <laughs> when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Delcor Players Lounge, back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Delcor Players Lounge Monday. If you have issues with your heating, cooling, plumbing, Call the service professionals at Delcor, 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com, and the service professionals will take care of you. All right, Carter Spivey joining us now inside the Pirate Radio Studios. As uh, Senior Day has come and gone, and uh, Emotional Day, Carter, uh, Mother's Day, Senior Day, all the uh, everything kind of coming together this weekend, and also three Pirate wins. So, great weekend, right? Yeah, very great weekend. Uh Obviously, Senior Day was was very emotional, and uh, Mother's Day obviously is uh, it's great having my mom and the rest of my family in town. And obviously, came away with with three uh, three wins this weekend. Four on the week was a uh, it's a pretty good weekend. And on that Senior Day, uh, you do the the pregame. You've got I saw the uh, great behind the scenes access of Coach Godwin talking to you guys, and he's choking up. And you got to kind of put all that aside. Uh, Hoover starts that game. You come in and go three and two thirds, and and have a great performance. So, how do, I don't know. What's it like, kind of setting the emotions aside for for the game itself? Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I was tearing up a little bit before the game. Uh, get a little choked up with the the video and the whole presentation and everything. And um, you know, what once the game started, kind of back to business. You know what I mean? And we were able to, uh, you know, their, their starter was really good. He, he shut us down for I don't remember six six yeah. innings or so, something like that. And um, you know, we just kind of had to scratch and claw and. We're able to get the win. Yeah, and uh, you throw 48 pitches. Again, you get the win 6-2 and two on the year in your roll back to the bullpen. So tell us about that, Carter, uh, back where you won AAC Pitcher of the Year last year. How do you like being in that role? Uh, it's very comfortable. Uh, I know early in the, uh, in the season against UNC, I uh, came out of the pen. I, it was the Sunday game, and I think it was first and second, nobody outs, and it was, felt like – old days good old days you know what I mean and felt really comfortable and you know a couple of weeks ago I sat down with uh, Coach Gowan and AK and uh, talked from not just a personal perspective but a, a team perspective that uh, you know I think it would help uh, boost the bullpen and maybe boost morale because I think at that time we were, we were struggling a little bit we weren't playing our best baseball and um, I think it's kind of like a natural fit and uh, yeah, you certainly excel in that situation. Carter Spivey joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Garrett Saylor going to get the start against Campbell uh, tomorrow. Carter, are you available if needed for Tuesday? Absolutely. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, and you you probably like that too, right? Like waking up, going to the ballpark, knowing uh, that it could be your day, mm-hmm. right? That you're not assigned a day necessarily. That's right. That's right. That's the uh, really the main difference between starting and relieving is you don't necessarily know when you're going to be. Uh, in the game but you're always ready what was uh monday's practice like for you guys today uh let's see we had team breakfast uh lift and then uh got our throwing in and the position players took bp and that was it 
All right, so uh, so not too much for you on this uh, Monday. How is it going now that you are just a baseball player, done with school and all that? Oh, it's wonderful. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's the best time of the year. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And uh, all the focus is on baseball. You're about to make a, a long trip where you guys go down to South Florida and then to Clearwater mm-hmm. for the AAC tournament. So uh, got your bags packed and everything ready? Uh, not right now, but uh, probably after this, I need to get working on it. Yeah. Because we have to pack, uh, pack a lot of stuff. <laughs> Quite a bit. How much were you guys look, scoreboard watching at what was going on Houston and Tulane this weekend? Honestly, I mean... It was probably a little bit, but it really wasn't as much as you might think because at the end of the day, we just got to be uh, focused on what we're doing because at the end of the day, that's really all we can all we can control. Well, I am going to ban Corey Glor from the show after Tulane's performance <laughs> this weekend. I'm going to do my part. Uh, but uh, still a chance to win the regular season. You got to take care of your business first. And again, another something, Carter, that you don't control, but RPI sitting right now at 19. The rankings, your top 16. I don't know how much you guys look at that, but you kind of know what's on the line anyway, that, that every game uh, certainly matters at this point. Absolutely. I guess that's the uh, the beauty of, of playing baseball at East Carolina every game every game matters you know and uh that's just kind of the way it's been you know since i've been here maybe even before that you know we 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 just got to take uh every game like it's it's the most meaningful game there is if you got a question for carter spivey you can get it in on facebook youtube or twitter we try to spread the love here but sometimes you just gotta hate so uh jamie wants to know what team do you dislike the most that you play and why I don't know that I dislike any teams, but there's some teams that are a little chirpier than others. Uh, you know, Campbell being one of them, to be mm. honest with you. So uh, those those games were usually uh, a little more, I, I don't know, intense. Yeah, it got intense uh, last time with uh, Josh Moylan and Cliff Godwin after the game uh, against the Campbell Fighting Camels. Man, we talked to Garrett a moment ago. Bittersweet for him. He was dealing against the Camels the first mm-hmm. time around. Unfortunately, yep. it's when he uh, had his injury, but we'll be ready to go coming up Tuesday night, and uh, you owe them one, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. No doubt about that. Um, how about the crowd, Carter? We talked to... Garrett about it said that he wants the crowd to get into it, but when he's pitching, he doesn't really notice it as much. He's so focused in. How about you? Do you use a home crowd to your advantage when you're on the mound? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really notice it. Yeah. You know, maybe when I was younger, I did because I was still kind of like a, a bright-eyed young kid and really know what to expect. But these days, you know, when I'm in the game pitching, I don't really notice it as much just because I'm I'm really dialed in on you know pitching. Uh, great uh, senior day festivities and, and Mother's Day as well. And uh, your mother executed a beautiful car wheel on the field. <laughs> that was pretty cool. What did you think sure of that? Did. She sure did. I thought it was a bit much, but uh, <laughs> apparently I guess how it went down was before the uh, the festivities or whatever. Garrett's mom was the ringleader. And uh, she said, you know, let's try to, you know, do something funny and maybe try to embarrass them a little bit. And I think they did their job quite well. But, uh, you know, I said it's Mother's Day and let them have their moment. It's yeah. nice having them out there. Saw Mama Hoove uh, dancing and uh, talked about her jungle jump uh-huh. a moment ago. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, beautifully executed. Mm-hmm. I meant to ask Garrett, too, is there's uh, there's Miss uh, Spivey to, and some gen- – <laughs> oh, okay, the sprinkler, sprinkler from Miss Sailor. I wanted to ask you about the pitches – because there was a picture, uh, I meant to ask uh, Sailor, his uh, mom had a pretty good follow-through on her pitch mm. that I saw yesterday. Uh, I would love for you guys to kind of critique the moms at, at how they looked on the mound. Um, 
Well, I caught two two pitches. <laughs> two, two balls came my way. So, but, uh, so somebody messed up there. <laughs> I think it was uh, Will Helms, the senior manager. His mom threw one that, you know, had a good bit of arm side run, ran towards me. And, right. Uh, my mom. A lot gave, of life. That's right. That's right. My mom gave me the good old bounce pass, and so I had. I was trying to catch two balls at one time. That was uh, that was interesting. Really cool, and just kind of sets ECU apart. I think from a lot of other places, just how special it is. We had Lane Hoover's sister announcing mm-hmm. him to the plate. Yeah, just the cool. the stuff cool. like that, Carter. That uh, you don't get a lot of places. No, you don't. That's what makes Pirate Nation so great. No doubt. Uh, Carter Spivey joining us. We got a question. You can get it in before we let him go. We got another five ten minutes or so. Um, <laughs> so the guys were asked about this. Now you're the guy running in from the bullpen, mm-hmm. but Jamie asked kind of the mental gymnastics of you walk a guy and you see a guy at the corner of your eye run into the bullpen like you got to put all those factors out but it's probably hard to do sometimes right yeah it's uh it's not the greatest feeling but uh i mean at the end of the day like if you if you're doing your job you know i guess you don't really have to worry about it all too much but uh i mean uh, it's definitely tough especially i know there's one time early in the season uh, i think it was against george mason and it was like the second inning, and there was like a long review. So I'm like kind of standing around on the mound, and you know, I, like the umpires where they come out of is like right by our dugout. Oh, uh, right. And, I, and I'm looking over there, like waiting for him to come out, and I just see like three or four guys spread <laughs> down in the bullpen, and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I got I to lock it in here. Yep. But uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, nothing really you can do about it. Just got to pitch better. Thoughts on review, Carter? You, you want them to get the call right, but man, some of those things take a while. What do you, what do you think? I mean, I, yeah, it's, uh, and I guess it's it's obviously needed, but, uh, you know, it's actually funny. One of our uh, assistant coaches, uh, Heath, he's like the guy, like, if there's a review, like, he goes and, and like, pulls up the feed and we'll, we'll tell the coaches what he thinks, and I'm pretty sure he's 0 for his last 10. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come into the dugout and oh, yeah. like, oh, he's out or he's safe, and then whatever he says, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> That's hilarious. We always, yeah, there's always the TV analyst who gets it wrong, and he's yep. the, the dugout, I he's guess, the analyst. One, yep getting that wrong all right good stuff um let's see also oh um how about sign stealing so it's hard it's it's impossible for teams to do now with the way you guys do it right but jamie was saying he saw where a juco was busted for using electronic devices and helmets to cheat yeah interesting and said that how they were doing it he said basically it was uh similar to the astros situation he said camera was grabbing signs someone was feeding them to batters so I don't know. You probably don't. Do you think that goes on a lot? Again, it probably can't with you guys, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it would. The only thing I can think of is like, especially with the watches, there's really only two ways. And the first would be, you know, if you can pick up on where the catcher sets up for certain pitches. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if he sets outside for fastballs and middle for breaking balls and off speed, then you kind of tell what pitch is coming but in another way as a pitcher if he's tipping in, right, yeah. in a certain way talk, talk about that a little bit Carter like how do you avoid tipping pitches what's the, the key to that a lot of repetition a lot of repetition and then I mean we actually practice that in the uh, the fall scrimmages and everything we have guys that watch for that just to see like hey like you're tipping pitches like I know what's coming here or, you know whatever so that way we can actually like learn and identify it before the, the season starts you want to make your fastball come out or look like it's the same as your breaking ball and, and that's the goal that's yeah. the goal that's the goal yeah. all right um how, how many pitches are you throwing these days Carter what's working for you I got I got four pitches right now uh, I got uh, four seam cutter sweeper and uh change up 
All right. What's the sweeper? It's a slider. Yeah. yeah it goes right to left, basically. Yeah. Uh, Carter Spivey joining us. You got a question to get in? You can get it on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, Robert asking, do you like the pitch clock? Uh, yeah. I mean, it speeds the game up, obviously, and helps. Uh, I think it helps keep everybody more engaged because, you know, there's a certain amount of time uh, where the pitch has to be delivered or whatever. And, uh, I said it speeds the game up, make keeps the fans involved too. I think so. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I I like it, uh, non biased, and uh, but you guys uh, are, are out there on the. I guess if uh, the batters don't have a problem with it either, like we talked to Moylan and those guys, mm-hmm. they it hadn't really affected them. So I think it's good for the game. Absolutely, Sadly sped up major league games this year. Oh, you they're know. like two and a half hours yeah. long or something like that. It's crazy. Robert has a lot of issues with the umps. He's talked about it all day. He says, "Are the umpires better?" from the non-conference as opposed to the american i mean it's actually interesting i think i don't think i'm not i'm not i'm not positive this is how it works but i think the umpires i don't think they're based off of conference i think they're just based off of like the geographic regional area. Yeah. yeah like regional so like because i know we've had guys that will come to like the our conference games and then we'll see them at a non-conference game wearing an acc hat so um yeah oh really the, the same guys yeah, yeah. I, I do find that like I, I know nobody's going to cheat or anything, but when you see an ump wearing an ACC hat and you're playing against the ACC, it does make you feel like you're outnumbered a little bit. Like <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Chandler's guy, Wilson Rayner, former ECU long snapper, does a lot of uh, mm-hmm. games yep. and yep. he tossed uh, tossed Cliff Gallagher. Yeah, he's a pirate tossing pirates. So in, in he's got to look unbiased. That's why. <laughs> Do you uh, know these guys like first name basis? Uh, I mean, I know a couple of them. I know there's one. He was the home plate umpire uh, Sunday. His name's Jimmy. But uh, other than is that, he the short guy? There's one of those guys that is no. Very there, there is a short. Uh, uh, I forget. I forget his name. But uh, I mean, we know a couple of them just because they're yeah. always here for our scrimmages and, and games and stuff. But uh, you, I mean, there's some some guys we haven't seen before. Do you uh, talk to him at all? Like before the game? Nah, After, not really. Yeah. Maybe the catcher, if anybody's doing some yeah, talking. Yeah, the catcher on your will probably have a pretty good, pretty good. Uh, uh, reputation with them but how about those guys this year carter uh wilcox and mccrystal uh, a lot of innings back there for for justin obviously and how are they holding up here late in the year oh they're great and uh, there's another one nick delisi freshman he's uh, one of the hardest workers we got on the team he uh he's actually the the bullpen catcher and you see him run down between innings and uh you know warm the pitchers up between innings when j-dub or ryan's you know getting water or whatever and i think a lot of that goes unnoticed, but he's a really hard worker, and I think he'll be a really good player in a couple of years. Awesome, awesome. Talking to Carter Spivey, joining us, Delcor Players Lounge here on the uh, on Pirate Radio Live. Adam saying, are we getting a pitch clock at Clark Leclerc next year? I believe it, uh, it's going to be mandated, right, where there's a clock in yeah, the stadium. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, at least I, I just, the only thing I don't know is where they're going to put it. I guess they'd have to put one maybe behind home plate somewhere and one in the outfit. Make an addition to the scoreboard or something? Yeah, I just just don't know where where exactly they'd put it. And I guess that would be more for the fans, if any, like – because well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's helpful for the pitcher too. Because okay. like you, you, you don't know because like the umpire is supposed to keep like True. a stopwatch or whatever. And as a pitcher, like you, you're not counting in your head, so you don't really, <laughs> you don't really know. I wonder if that countdown's going, and you won't have to experience it because uh, you, you won't be here. But like, oh crap, I got to get this pitch out, and like if oh, it yeah. affects you. And I, I, I mean, I remember we were playing at Cincinnati. What was that? Not last weekend, but the weekend before, and. Um, Landon Ginn actually got a pitch clock violation, and you know I came in the game and like they, they had a, a clock right behind home plate. Oh wow! I, there was one time I came set, 
and there was like four seconds left and i was like oh i gotta go and, and, I, and i made the pitch but uh I mean, it's definitely helpful, I guess. Interesting. All right. There. Kenny wants to know uh, your favorite place you have played besides of Clark or Clare Stadium. Ooh, I've been, uh, played a few uh, You've been around. places, yeah. Uh, I'll give you my top three. Freshman year, we played at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And back to are, back, right? Yeah, really cool, really cool stadiums. And then underrated, big fan of UCF's ballpark. Okay. Big what fan. about their ballpark? Just deal? the vibes. I mean, they got palm trees all the way all around. Right, cool. uh, I think they're like the way the stadium looks is cool. Great playing surface. Um, really loud speakers. It's really cool. How about the uh, the spot in Clearwater? You like playing there oh, for yeah, the tournament? Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. It's yeah. nice. Good deal. Uh, you weren't here, I don't believe, when they had all those rain issues in Clearwater and they had you playing. And some, I remember the game was like televised between I a chain was, link fence. That was the year before I got here. Okay, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was wild. Because I remember Cooch, I think, pitched the uh, championship game on like a backfield and yeah. like a seven inning complete game against Houston, if I remember. That's correctly. some old like rec league baseball stuff Absolutely. there. Are we on the good field tonight? Days. Man, we got the bad field. <laughs> Dang. That's good stuff. Uh, what's your favorite places to uh, hang out and eat in town, Carter? Uh, I mean, there's a couple. Big, big Longhorn Steakhouse fan, and uh, me and my girlfriend are big fans of Plaza Azteca. That's oh, okay. Our, that's our go-to uh, go-to place when we want to go out and get some dinner. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, Carter Spivey joining us. Carter, uh, awesome stuff. Got Campbell coming up, South Florida, and then off to the AAC tournament. So, might be the last time we uh, see you in studio for a while. Well, maybe we can get you via phone, but mm-hmm. uh, enjoy talking to you, man. Like Absolutely. you, uh, you're, you're you're pretty good at it. Thank you. Me yeah, too. You gotta, yeah. I hear you're pretty good at everything, though, because we were asked the best yeah. basketball player, uh-huh. and they said if you ask Carter, he'll say it's him. Yep. And then they did admit that you actually are pretty good at basketball. Well, I appreciate them saying. Who uh, who's the second best player on the team? You think? Uh, JC is good. He's he's a freak athlete, honestly. Um, and I don't, like if they, he's honestly probably the best. And uh, that's kind of like a run. Well, he's got a little size on. Him. Uh, he's like what six six or something like that. And yeah. He's freakish athlete, uh, athlete, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very confident in my abilities. I think I can hold my own. <laughs> what uh, What are you up to outside of baseball these days? You watching anything? You, the blacklist. Uh, I'm grinding the blacklist. Oh right yeah, now. you told us yeah. that. That's a. Uh, that was a suggestion from uh, Sailor and Charlie Hodges. Told me to watch it because I needed a new show and. Uh, it's it's a good one all right the blacklist folks on nbc all right carter thank you for hanging out man good luck to you the rest of the way and uh, we'll talk again soon awesome thank you carter spivey joining us on the delcor players lounge east carolina and campbell going at it tuesday at six o'clock all right let's take a break we will come back cliff goblin will join us coming up in hour number three you got a question for the coach you can get that in we'll recap the memphis sweep and look at what's ahead as east carolina now Uh, Trying to get to that magical number of 40 wins. They can do that and potentially still win the AAC regular season. We'll talk about it with Coach Godwin and more. Hour 3, back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Great to catch up with the players inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Josh Groves, Garrett Saylor, and Carter Spivey in hour two of the show. Now we will talk to the head man in charge of ECU baseball, Cliff Godwin, joining us coming off a sweep over Memphis. Coach, great to see you. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Clip. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you uh, for your time and congratulations on a great week an emotional weekend as well and talked about that with some of the guys carter uh said he couldn't lie he was got a little choked up pre-game on saturday we had all the festivities and then he has to go out throw three and a third pick up a win so how, how do you you separate all that coach during an emotional weekend like that it was a lot going on mother's day and senior day yeah i think uh, always try to tell the guys how to navigate specifically senior day is really senior weekend in my opinion but when they start reading off all the accolades and those guys and what they've meant to you know myself personally and to our fans and just to our baseball program i mean i get emotional because i care for them so deeply and they care for me and when we hug each other you know all of us are emotional but once you get through that part then it's you got to flip the switch and get back into compete mode which i thought our guys did a really good job of and those three in particular lane hoover garrett sailor and carter spivey all have gone through some type of adversity whether it be performance or injury and we had a good behind the scenes look at that that ecu put out of you talking about that but really they are they are they're true pirates if they're they're cliff godwin pirates if they that makes sense uh just what they've come through and where they are today well it makes sense to me i hope it makes sense to everybody else for sure and um it's funny i always tell carlos hey man be careful what you're videoing and, and putting out there but that was a really cool moment and i'm glad pirate nation got to see that all right coming off the sweep over memphis and uh in a bit of a uh, a stretch here coach seven straight for ecu as you get ready for campbell coming up so i don't know what's been going right these last two weekends and and then that marathon game against odu uh why the, the seven straight wins in your opinion um you know once we got over that two lane three game marathon sunday was of course an off day and then monday we kind of regrouped before we played carolina and i said hey look you know uh we're going to get through this little stretch here and we just need to reset and and i thought we played fine against carolina it was tough offensive day and we just got beat two to one um but really then um after carolina exams are over and it's just baseball and i feel like our guys especially because of what they do in the classroom and we had a 3.52 team gpa uh in the spring which was the highest gpa of any male sport and we're in season and just the stress level they put on themselves to do really well in the classroom i think once that's over man it, this is the best time of the year for our guys because you don't have any academics you just worry about playing baseball lifting weights taking care of your body uh, you have more free time downtime to get off your feet so i really think that had something to do with it and was almost like a new season starting cliff godwin joining us uh coach with these wins you've seen some great individual performances danny bill was recognized this week along with alec makarevich we, we've had four different pirates be named pitcher of the week and then you 
see Danny Bill added to the honor roll. Amac has had his struggles. He comes through uh, with a big weekend, and and it's just like a new hero almost every week, every game, and that, that's what you want, right? You want different guys stepping up at different times. Well, I think Carter Cunningham got uh, on the honor roll this week as well, and I, that's what I tell our guys. That's the thing that is really special about our team. On any given day, it could be a different guy in the lineup specifically that kind of carries you, or has you have two or three guys that are, are pretty special on one given day. It's not um, no offense to any of our guys, but it's not like we have a superstar like Alec Burleson or Bryant Packard when he was player of the year in the conference. It's really good players one through nine, and anybody can hurt you. I mean, Carter Cunningham, I think, was hitting in the eight or nine hole the other day. He hits two home runs. Um, AMAC is normally hitting seven, eight, or nine, and he hit two home runs yesterday. So uh, a lot of guys up and down the lineup that can uh, make you pay. And then, of course, our pitching is the same way. Um, of course, we've got good starting pitching, but we also have a really good bullpen, so those guys can come in and extend if they need to or just give us one inning. And I meant to mention Wildlands for Shankman a moment ago when I was talking about <laughs> the guy stepping up. He has been a guy you can give the ball to out of the bullpen and say, all right, just wait around for us to score. We're going to score. You just give us some some blank innings here for us. Yeah, he was unbelievable <clears throat> at Cincinnati. Four innings, 40 pitches, or it might have been five innings, 40 pitches. I can't remember, but it was unbelievable how fast we were getting back into yeah. the dugout at Cincinnati. And we needed it in a time where we were down a run, need to tie it, and then we needed to win it in extra innings. Uh, Cliff Godwin joining us. Got Campbell coming up on Tuesday. We'll talk about that one. Going back to that North Carolina week, originally that was going to be uh, an off midweek for you guys, right? But you had to reschedule it. North Carolina had the weekend off uh, that weekend, so they were able to throw some weekend arms against you. Would you prefer a weekend off somewhere in the season, or do you like it the, the way it's set up for you guys? I, I don't like having weekends off during okay. the season. Um, I have been at places, you know, when I was at UNC Wilmington during exams one year, we had the weekend off. And you're trying to, you know, get the players some at bats, uh, you know, doing scrimmages. Of course, the intensity level is not like you if you were playing games. So I don't like having weekends off. Normally, in the middle of that week when we have exams, we never play, and right. that wasn't scheduled to be there. But we had that rain out and um, didn't want to play a double midweek game when we were going to play North Carolina. Um, I didn't know, to be honest with you, nor do I care that they weren't playing on the weekend. Um, that weekend, it was just we wanted to get the game in, and we were able to do it. Just unfortunately, we didn't win it. I've seen teams across the country, Coach, kind of say, hey, uh, maybe we got some weather, or maybe, hey, we just don't want to play this game due to RPI. I, I've said I don't think we'll ever see Cliff Goblin do that. You can speak for yourself. I don't want to speak for you. That doesn't seem like something you would decide to do, though. I tell you what, it, we'd have to be in a really big bind for us to cancel a game. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, this game tomorrow night is is not one that's going right. to hurt us, even if we lose. I mean, we're going in to do everything we can to win, but both really good teams, both got really good RPIs. Um, I would argue to say that this the two two of the better teams in the state of North Carolina for sure. Obviously, Wake Forest is in uh, a league of their own with the way they've performed. Um, we haven't played them, but uh, I, I would think two of the best teams in North Carolina going to match up tomorrow night at 6 o'clock in Greenville. So hopefully the place is rocking, I would hope, Clip. I'm going to say your, uh, your hope will be fulfilled <laughs> on that one. Uh, going to be a fun one out there at Clark LeClaire Stadium, 6 o'clock for ECU. And the and weather's Campbell. great. That's funny. Somebody mentioned, uh, I think it was Eric. He said, I think Coach Godwin secretly does care about the weather. <laughs> uh, gonna have I some don't great care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. That's it. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Coach, uh, were you doing any scoreboard watching Houston and Tulane this weekend at all? I know that people think I'm crazy probably, but I it doesn't. I, I can't watch it. It doesn't 
you know, really, I mean, look, we've made our own bed, um, you could say in a good way or a bad way. Um, our starting catcher did not play the entire Houston weekend. Um, Trey Savage threw two in, innings at Wichita State. So we had some uh, injuries we had to deal with those two weekends, and we are where we are in conference, and all we can do is control what we do. So um, Houston has played well in conference, and um, even if they win the league, this is no disrespect to them, but they're still going to need to win the tournament where they're RPI is so um, we're going to do everything we can to win um, this weekend at South Florida and do what we do just because we want to be playing our best baseball going into the postseason Cliff uh, I know you're not a big fan of hypothetical questions and, and Troy's not here to ask you any unfortunately hey thank God Troy's not here to ask me more <laughs> hypothetical questions I like Troy hey Troy hey I'm glad you're off doing bigger and better things these days but I'm glad I don't have to deal with Troy at times now this is not a hypo <laughs> hey me too <laughs> But it was good to see you last week, Troy. Did um, not a hypothetical. It was about to happen. I, I'm just curious. Yesterday, so you're up by ten in the seventh. Uh, unfortunately, McChrystal throws one a little off target. Uh, in the it was a field. lot off target. We <laughs> can say that. I, we've talked about it, so okay. it's, it's not nothing we haven't talked about. If let's say that didn't happen, it's second and third, and you're up ten in the seventh. Would you pu- have pulled the infield? Because the next ball was a ground ball to second base. If the infield's in, we maybe... Wouldn't have, we wouldn't have pulled the infield. Okay, that was the what reason, I was The reason I say that is because the ultimate thing is you want to still win the game. You right. don't want to put yourself in uh, a situation where you could give up two runs instead of just one to say, hey, well, if the ball had been hit right at us, then we could have you know, maybe just had seven innings. Look, it was good for those guys that came in to pitch and Ryan McChrystal to get back there and catch. I mean, those guys practice their tails off every single day, so it's good for them to get in those competitive situations. Um, I know the fans and everybody else wanted it to end in the seventh, and as coaches, that's what you want to happen but it didn't happen and we had to play nine innings 10-4 uh coach somebody did ask about the the health of guys here with mccrystal starling how how are you doing health wise with these guys starling's day-to-day um you know i I would lean to say that he will not play tomorrow night um my biggest concern is if he were to play tomorrow night does that set him back where he can't play thursday um we need him for the thursday or friday whenever he can go and hopefully it doesn't keep flaring up you know he was able to play friday day and most of Saturday without it flaring up too much um, when Wednesday he couldn't go at Old Dominion. McChrystal is when I say 100% healthy, he has not had any pain in his back, and his finger is not painful where he broke that in uh, inner squad um, after his back started feeling better. So he's had some adversity handed to him, but he uh, just trying to get in there when he can and put together competitive at-bats and catch when he can. And um, He's going to be a really good player for us down the road for sure, but we need him, as I told him today, to be his best version of himself moving forward because he's going to have some big at-bats or have to get behind the plate as we keep going down the stretch run how much do you and, and ak monitor innings throughout the year you want to be playing your best at the end of the year you don't want to wear guys down so how much do you look at that every week you know throughout uh, the season well i think we've been able to manage it a lot better this year just because we've had starting pitching um you know trey going down made us a little bit more thin with the starting pitcher but uh garrett sailor you know he missed those five weeks or whatever when he had the oblique um him being able to go in the middle of the week and give us multiple innings and us not necessarily having to use him on the weekend you know this past weekend was senior weekend but uh we weren't just going to pitch him to say hey you pitched on senior day um as i told garrett i said look our job is to put you in the best situation our team the best situation to be at our best down the stretch so why would we throw you one inning just to say we threw you one inning when we're winning by eight runs and um 
you know who knows you go out there and it's a 30 pitch inning and then all of a sudden you've thrown 50 pitches in the middle of the week and then now you got to flip around and throw tuesday against campbell and when you start getting three appearances with 40 50 pitches within a week time frame i mean that stuff adds up so i think we've been able to manage that a lot better this year yeah and garrett i think uh, was upper 30s on appearances spivey was in the 30s last year looking at it now you've got lunsford shankman and danny beal with uh, a team high 23 appearances so nobody's going to get to that number like last year it looks like you've been able to kind of spread it around a little bit more for sure i definitely think so and of course carter um spivey started for a lot of the year and now he's you know in the role of a swing guy where he can come in and be kind of a closer in the middle of the game or a closer at the end of the game or he also can start games i mean i think that's one thing with carter spivey garrett sailor and zach root i mean you got three guys that can kind of go either way um from the pitching standpoint how's root doing at this point in the season most uh which i guess these guys play year round almost now anyway right but uh to be in this position uh, as a young guy how's he uh holding up here late in the year well, he had more time off than he's had all year this past week, and uh, I felt like he was really sharp in that first inning, and I felt like his velo ticked off and his command in that third inning pretty drastically, so maybe we need to pitch him more, you know, because <laughs> uh, I feel like when he's been on shorter rest, he's been a little bit sharper, so he, he will go on Thursday at South Florida because we, we can't move up Groves and you Savage. We need to keep them on the same day. Hey, man, I, I love talking to Josh Groves. He's very honest, uh, and, and he, we've talked about walks all year, and he's aware of it. He knows it when he's not walking guys he is a true ace uh probably had four the other night uh coach and uh i don't know is it a mental thing with him is it something physical what do you see with with josh i think it's probably a little bit of both and of course nobody wants to i mean grows it and trying to go out there and walk guys when I mean, he's just frustrated and you know it's just like when i have to go take him out of the game and he doesn't want to come out he understands it but the competitive side is he wants to stay in there yeah. so um but he knows and and he's him and i have as good a relationship that we've ever had and he's grown up a whole lot from the maturity side so he's doing the right things and um i definitely think josh grows his best days are in front of him he's really young for his uh, grade um He's probably the youngest guy in the junior class. I don't think he'll even be 21 when uh, the summer rolls around. So um, he's still growing into that big, long, lanky body. And once he fills that thing out, I think it, it'll help him just be more consistent with his pitches. And I've told you this in the past, Coach. I'll tell you again, it's been uh, just a pleasure to talk to, to Josh, to Garrett, to Carter, get to know them. And on the other side, uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward, Lane Hoover, and Josh Moylan. I mean, you know, because you bring them in, you bring in the right person uh, to play baseball here to go to school here but just awesome young men to talk to well i appreciate you saying that and um it means a lot when fans or you know media say that about our guys because that that's the thing that means as much to me as anything i mean look of course all of us want to win baseball games but we're producing good quality men Uh, their parents have obviously done a really good job with them getting them to this point but then getting them in the culture of our program and the older guys just continue to pass along information to the younger guys so that yeah. when they become older guys then they're the guys that are giving the information to the younger guys had an interesting question for the guys uh, and i'll ask you who are the uh, future coaches on this roster who could you see coaching baseball one day down the line that you got right now oh wow um oh, i think a lot of them could do it if they wanted to you know like thomas francisco you know, he was very verbal about, hey, coach, like, when I get done playing pro ball, like, I want to come back, I want to coach. Bryant Packard's been like that. Um, 
I think a lot of guys could do it. Um, it's just all about who wants to do it. So I'm interested to see who they thought would be good coaches. <laughs> I think um, Charlie Hodges was said. Carter Cunningham was also said by yep. the guys. Yep, Carter is uh, – the, the one thing in Carter, he'll laugh about this when I say this, but Carter Cunningham, he, he's really nice. So he would have to get uh, – A mean a, streak on uh, Just, <laughs> hey, you know, when somebody really messes up, he's going to have to get to a place. I don't know if I've ever seen him mad. Hmm. You know, so that would be the one thing – I would say. Speaking of that, I asked Lane, and Josh was here too, Josh Moylan. I was like, Lane, have you ever been mad in your life? But he's such a like laid back, easy guy. And Josh said, Hey, if if the team is not bringing it or something, Lane will speak up. I was like, Whoa, okay. I'm he, sure you've seen that. I, I've I've only seen it a couple times, but I think behind the scenes, he has been emotional at times to the point of probably tears, where everybody's like. Oh wow, we better we get. Better, <laughs> yeah, we better do something here. Right, we don't want angry Lane coming right. after us. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Hoover family jungle jumps? Were you able to see that, Coach? I, I kind of out of my peripheral a little bit. I was really impressed as I put out on social media the athleticism of our moms. Um, <laughs> Allison Spivey's doing a somersault, yeah, and uh, Julia Hoover's doing a jungle jump. So. Um, runs they got the, their, the it runs in the family for sure. That was awesome. Uh, just a great weekend, and we had Hooves' um, sister announcing him yep. to the plate. Like, and I said this to the guys that stuff like this doesn't happen everywhere. It's, no. it's the culture. It's the the it's what you want here, right? Absolutely. And I was talking to the families yesterday after the game, and um, the sailors were talking about just how awesome you know the web tendrils of the world and all the people in the jungle and how you know it's a village here it's not just the coaches it's not just the fans it's just a ton of people that care about our players and yes that's the way we want it and the thing that's crazy is other people don't understand it because they're not here you know or you know guys that didn't spend their entire career here don't understand like it's not like that everywhere yeah no doubt cliff godwin joining us we'll go uh, another segment with coach godwin so if you have questions you can get those in uh on twitter youtube or facebook we'll make you a winner coming up as well and we got a lot more to go hour three of pirate radio live we'll be back with you after these words we get it You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here. Cliff Godwin joining us, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Brandon Manning, we'll talk to Brandon more coming up on Thursday. He said, what color do you want the stadium packed with for the game tomorrow? You make the call, Coach. 
Well, Brandon, if you were listening to the PA announcer this weekend. I was about I, to say, I actually don't make the call, Brandon. <laughs> they told us that we're going to wear purple tomorrow night, so it's painted purple. Uh, <laughs> I found it interesting that Hannah Manning responded to Brandon. That is his wife, Coach. Oh, wow. And said purple. They already announced it. Can you all just like talk in the living room, or do you have to talk via our Facebook page? Maybe Brandon's in the doghouse again. Uh, wear purple tomorrow night, folks, and pack the jungle as uh, East Carolina takes on the Campbell Fighting Camels. Uh, got a lot of co- uh, questions here for Coach Godwin. Adam, we've asked uh, Coach this, this question before. This is a little different. He said if you had to pick uh, an intro, go-to motivational song, what do you go with? What song motivates you, Coach? Golly. Um, Molly Cyrus, The Climb. <laughs> it's the, you're always climbing right um I, I listen to a lot of different music i actually was thinking about uh i really like groza's walkout song because it's about uh a frog man um, oh yeah yep yeah, yeah. so i really like Groz, which i just unique uh, i normally don't listen to what our guys walkout songs are um but i, I like his Something about uh, Hunter when I think he's still got bad company, if I'm not mistaken. That's really cool to me. That's a good, that's a great warm-up. Jake Hunter, interesting guy, by the way. Um, (laughs) Why do you say interesting guy? (laughs) The the, the dance moves. And Josh, which I don't even know if you're paying attention to that. When the opposing team makes a pitching change, Jake Hunter sprints from the bullpen to dance in front of the dugout. I've seen some stuff on social media, but I like our guys to have a good time. And the umpires, unfortunately, try to not let us have a fun, a fun time you know we played i think it was Tulane, and the guys have been having the towels in the dugout oh yeah all the time and then all of a sudden like we play Tulane, they're like hey no towels in the dugout and i was like are, are you serious he's like yeah because it's uh synchronized and, and guys are doing it together and technically by the letter of the law he's right but we've played like 45 games up to that point and nobody said anything and now you're the umpire that's going to really drop the hammer on us man yeah you you guys and your towels uh robert really wants you to talk about umpires so i'm glad you just did without me even bringing it up what do you what specifically do you want me to ask coach about the umpires and we'll see if he can answer it or not speaking of which was it the state game coach where they had the call where the ball goes over towards their dugout. That was the state game. Um, We'd have been better off if the ball had not gone into the dugout because Riley would have got to third base. With um, one out or yeah, no outs or one out? One out. One yeah. out. Yep, yep. So yep. is that one of those things where – so did it go into the dugout? Because it did. It did go into the dugout. Okay. So, but since he wasn't occupying second base – when the ball went into like he would have had to start it at second base for him to because you only get one base up the most interesting call is when nate chrisman hit a single up the middle that hit the umpire oh, at old old dominion and the runner that's at second base doesn't even get to move up 90 feet i'm like he's scoring easily he's he, scored, but not yeah. even allowed third he's not even allowed third yeah and then i went back and watched it on video and i'm like oh my god it was like you could have drove a 18 wheeler through that gap that he hit the ball through yeah. and and the guy looked at me and uh i just gave him a look i didn't even say anything but the look was of disgust yeah. if you can imagine and he's like sorry man i tried to move and i just <laughs> i want to be like well you didn't try hard enough i didn't say that but you didn't try hard enough to move that was uh that was bad but you you ended up scoring i believe there anyway, hey, riley, so. hey riley johnson a big uh, knock and then amac a big knock that drove in too there you go uh the so baseball guys knew that's clear. right they owed you one and yeah. they they made up for it um christian says where he says 
Will Wilson Rayner be umpiring tomorrow night? I have no idea. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. yeah. Did they give you that before? When do you know the umps? Blake actually, I think, has it. I okay. think they send it at the beginning of the season, but I don't look at it. You know? How many umps would you say you have like a personal relationship with? That's... A few. Um, I have a personal relationship with Wilson. Do I agree with him throwing me out at UNCW? <laughs> Chandler always brings that hey, up. Absolutely not. Yeah. But uh, I have a personal relationship with him. Um, I think it's a very unique situation that he puts himself in because I think he really tries to umpire the game with integrity so much that sometimes the calls go against us because he played football here. Yeah. So um, I think it's just a very unique situation, and I, I don't know if I would think he should umpire our games, to right. be honest with you. just yeah. because Not because he's a bad umpire by any means. It's just it's a tough situation, and he doesn't want anybody to ever say that he's given ECU favoritism, which I understand that totally. Um, Jimmy Paler, um, you know, he does a lot of our fall games. He's a great guy. Um, there's a lot of them that I have, you know, pig man, um, a lot of them. Um, Max Stokes is a good guy, even though he made a terrible call on Wilcoxon last year um, that we'll never forget. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of those guys that are really good guys. Mag Crowell runs the scoreboard now uh, every so often. Hey, he's done basketball and stuff. I'm like, of all times, to, to make a bad call against East Carolina, man, that was a bad time. That was one of the weirdest deals ever. Chandler, you agree with that, right? <laughs> no doubt. Who hit the home run, coach? It was uh, Wilcoxon. Justin Wilcoxon. Yeah. Blast. Yeah. Didn't yeah. count. Game over. I mean, what, what's, what's Bryant going to, you know, find you, fire you? Like, they, they're, I mean, they're not coming back down here. Come on, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, yeah, you definitely hadn't forgot about it. Uh, and neither have we. Hey, I heard he got basically death threats. As, that is now. That's nuts. Yeah. I shouldn't say death threats, but people talked really ugly to him at a gas station, which I can appreciate a little bit. You know? <laughs> hey, keep out the death threats. We're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie says, Coach, how much do you read the media about the team? You've made comments about it. Can you protect the team from social media and the media? What's your You can policy? educate them. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about it, especially the past two, three weeks that uh, – you know, we always say if you believe it when it's good, you're going to believe it when it's bad and um, take it with a grain of salt. And we have to listen to the voices that are inside our locker room. I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we lost four in a row, fans thought we were the worst team in the country. And now everybody thinks we're, you know, the best team in the country because we've won seven in a row and we're the same team. Um, we're just playing better baseball at this time, which is a good thing. That's what you want to do. But the season's a marathon, so there's going to be ebbs and flows, and um, guys can get hurt, all that good stuff, uh, or bad stuff, I should say. Um, so, yeah, we, we talk to them, we educate them, but you can't isolate. I mean, that's their life. They have cell phones. I would tell you that I, I don't, you know, I look at the stuff. If it's something stupid, I just just scroll past it and like, hey, man, whatever. So you're scrolling past my stuff. I don't actually follow you anymore because uh, I think a couple years ago you were pretty negative, so I just stopped following you. That's a good policy to have, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just being totally <laughs> transparent with you. I don't know. I don't think I follow you anymore. I think you do. You probably got me blocked, like you. Yeah, like yeah. muted or something. Yeah, yeah. muted. Yeah. I'm muted. I, I go. It's no offense. I got I go muted too. Like I don't read his stuff. So all right. Um, Fair enough. It's nothing personal. I feel like we're on pretty good terms right no, now. No, we're on great terms. Okay. But I just feel like if we played bad, you'd have you know a pretty snide comment, so I don't want to read it. Uh, maybe. 
<laughs> one time i put out and it i remember this specifically because ucf had beaten us in just heartbreaking fashion in every sport that was in 17 basketball <laughs> wow basketball they like erased the 10 point deficit with four minutes uh football it was uh, a dramatic hail, loss. It was the Hail Mary, wasn't it? That was, yeah, but that was even, that was like 13 or 14. Um, but anyway, and then I said baseball, you like lost a three-run lead or something late. And we then, actually was a lot bigger lead than that, but we got swept that year, 17, and we started out like 0-10 in conference when we had the injuries oh, and right, stuff. Right, right. But you put out something about, you know, East Carolina can't beat UCF yeah. anything. And I was like, well, we actually have beat them nine straight times before this weekend. So yeah. um, I just threw you a fact out there, teed it up for you. Facts are facts. <laughs> just keep me muted, Coach. That's, you know what? All of y'all should follow me and mute me. That's the best best policy you to have. You have some funny stuff. But I, just I feel don't, a butt coming. Well, I mean, it's but I don't want to hey, read stuff that's negative about ECU baseball if we don't play well. There you so go. That's why I mute you. All right, yeah. that's we got a great relationship. <laughs> as long as you don't hear from me or see me, we're good. <laughs> uh, like an old married couple, coach. We just don't want to see each other that much. Um, all right, so Campbell coming up, and then on the road at South Florida, and you're going to stay on the road, right, at Clearwater. You've done this a few, uh, before. Yes, right? we have extended yeah. trip. Yeah, talked to Coach O. He said he's ready to uh, to make the trip. What's a lot? I love your uh, your chats with Coach O. Summer lighthearted and fun after a game some not so much but uh it is pretty cool to hear the old coach talking yeah. to, to you yeah coach O's super knowledgeable if i ever need to know about a a rule uh, <laughs> ask coach O. the funny thing is i had no idea which i think a lot of people had no idea that you could finish a game and then play a doubleheader when the two lane stuff actually coach o had to fact check that one which i was impressed that he uh didn't know because normally if there's a rule and you need to know the answer call coach o, he knows it you've had some long days of the yard especially regionals uh when it, when the rain comes in coach but man three game basically two and what almost a half of a game in one day that's a lot of baseball for one day i got to the office at 7 a.m and i was on evans at midnight going home so um i spent two days pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> hey, you had a sunday off that's yeah. pretty good though right it was i'm telling you of course, it's not the way you wanted to draw it up, but I think that really helped our team, like to have Sunday totally off, and then kind of reset going into exams. Well, especially when you make that rally in the first game, yep. And so uh, set up for a good day, two wins uh, in that series. Coach, uh, you, you said you didn't do much scoreboard watching. Are you aware that you're number 19 in the RPI right now? Do y'all look at that stuff as well, a staff? Well, actually, I have to look at it because I'm actually on a regional subcommittee that I have conference calls with uh you know the past couple mondays so uh uh next week we'll be in the process of ranking the teams that are in our area um so i i do look at it it's, it's pretty weird though i mean you go to d1 baseball i think we're 17th RB, rpi uh warren nolan might be 19th so um i was asking john cohen today uh hey w- w- what rpi so the ncaa actually has one themselves that i don't think they publicize um that the committee gets okay and as far as that uh what's that regional subcommittee you're talking about what is this so um i think our region is the atlantic region so the sec is in our region um us uh the big south um god i'm missing acc no the a sun the acc's not okay um and I'm probably missing a couple, but there's so you have one coach from each conference. I did it for 
three years, and then last year I rotated off, but then Travis Jewett, who was the head coach at Tulane, was representing our conference. When he um, resigned at the end of the year last year, he came off the committee. They called me because we were the only team at that time that was going to be an at-large team from our conference and because it happened late and this Monday coming up was like my first time on that call last year okay. and to be honest with you I didn't even know I was going to be on it this year <laughs> and they just sent me an email saying I was on it so which is a good thing for us because I'm in the war room so to speak fighting for yeah. us so and it makes you aware of what's going on but does it have a factor in postseason and where you play and everything um i mean do you get to talk about the teams that you've played so like you know obviously campbell is a really good team so you can talk about them um you know we've played duke we've played north carolina you know teams that are in the mix in our region i'm just talking off the top of my head i'm probably missing somebody but uh it's it's good, and you also get to hear other coaches. So Butch Thompson is the head coach at Auburn. He's the SEC person. Um, actually, Billy Godwin is on the oh, regional cool. subcommittee this year. Um, UNCG? Yep, UNCG. I, um, this is a mully question. I don't know if I'm wording it right, but with the schedules and the RPI, it factors in who you play, but it also factors in who – the teams you play who they play right so right. do you it's a very inexact science sure and the one thing i would say that is one of our strengths is um our non-conference rpi is three um and our non-conference strengths of schedule is 13th wow. so when you talk about hey what we can control we've done a really good job at that obviously we would have liked to win a few more games in conference but as far as non-conference we've done and i think the committee really looks in that hard yeah molly's question is and maybe it's just because of where you are in the region and everybody around here kind of plays each other but when you're scheduling games are you aware of who those teams have scheduled which in turn helps your rpi or is that too much that's thinking way out there? that's way too much thinking well you know molly's got a big brain yeah i, I would say we schedule our non-conference to be very challenging obviously the midweeks where we can play really quality opponents and try to stay within two hours or less right. so that's what we try to do old dominion is a little bit farther than that um you know uncw is right at that two hour mark but you're playing nc state north carolina duke all you know it's an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes Coach, uh, where are we right now with Pirates Unite, the the upgrades, the additions, things like that? Are hey, you... Ryan Robinson, did you not have him on here like a week or two ago? That was the uh, the other guy you got muted. Okay. Had him on. Okay, got you. So um, I need to talk to him. You need to talk to Ryan Robinson. Um, I feel like that we're a little bit north of halfway. Um, we need to raise $7 million, so I would say that we're closer to four. Okay. Um from what I can gather, but every dollar matters and we need to get close to that so we can start breaking ground to get more seats and a better facility for our players underneath. Awesome. Uh, well, Coach, uh, should be a packed house coming up on Tuesday. Garrett Saylor going to get the start. Bittersweet for him. We talked to him earlier. Uh, great outing for him, but that was the game he actually got injured last time he faced Campbell. But he was really good against them last time. Around. He was really good. He sure was. He was really good. Uh, at the bullpen for us and pitched really well. And like you said, it was uh, – 
he hurt that oblique there but you know we got through it and he's back healthy again yes he is back strong thanks for joining us coach uh, enjoyed it and good luck the rest of the way thank you i hope your feelings are not hurt that i told not you I'm, i muted you so n- nothing personal can you please unmute me <laughs> How about after? How about after the season? After the season, you might have to shoot me a text and tell I'll, me, hey, remind yeah. me. But I'll do it. After and then the next season. February, I'll say, "Hey, okay, coach, meet me again." I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah. Thanks, man. Enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, uh, Cliff Gobbin wants to open up the booty bag. Shirley, he's ready for some Bubba Sparks. Yep. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, what are we giving away today? Uh, I am going to give away a lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Oh, lunch for two Tiebreakers, always a great prize. What caller are we looking for? Uh, let's go with eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. We're back with our winner and more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and uh, specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And congratulations to Alan Meekins of Washington. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, congratulations, Alan Meekins. I guess he'll be having a meek meal at Tiebreakers. Thank you. Dude. That's why Cliff and a lot of folks have me muted. You are terrible. I know. All right, uh, welcome back to the show. Great show today. Thanks to Josh Gross, Garrett Saylor, Carter Spivey, and Coach Cliff Godwin for joining us. Brian Bailey as well. If you missed the Brian Bailey show, check it out great conversation uh an hour long with joe west uh the (laughs) an infamous umpire major league baseball doesn't have many fans out there as far as baseball fans go but you can tell how much the uh the managers players all respected him even if they didn't agree with him at all times told some great stories about some of his ejections and run-ins with players uh i was i found it fascinating to here uh how he told the naked gun story uh in that movie with leslie nielsen talked about being around him and some of the other actors so really cool stuff uh we'll air that at six o'clock if you missed it earlier uh on the show i like the uh story he was talking about i was i had to run out for lunch while we you were doing the show but i was listening in the car and he was talking about uh dale murphy yeah and how good of a ball player and how he feels that what? dale should be in the hall of fame and he got into an argument did he say ted williams did i hear yeah. that correctly so joe west and ted williams you know a baseball legend they're arguing over dale murphy well ted williams said dale's a top three hitter in the game joe west said 
no, uh, he's not even a top three player on his team because he strikes out too much. Right, but they're arguing <laughs> over Dale Murphy, yeah. and if I'm Dale Murphy, I'm thinking, this has got to be pretty cool. Well, to hear that Ted Williams said you were a top three player in the league. Yeah, that would be the cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd hang my hat on that every day. Well, Joe West also, he started that by saying the nicest player he ever came across was Dale Murphy. Yeah. And to the and legend no one continues to grow that he is the nicest guy out there. We saw it ourselves when he came here to Greenville. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I haven't met anyone that has had a negative experience I've never read anything. I've never, uh, as a matter of fact, Jeff Charles had uh, his experiences with Dale Murphy when he worked down in Atlanta. And he had often said how much of a nice guy that Dale Murphy was. So, you know, he, the legend continues to grow because I've never read or heard anything. And in my personal experience, uh, never had, you know, a negative thing, you know, happen with, with Dale when he was here in Greenville. I want to give a shout out to former Pirate and our guy, Garrett McGinn, on a championship. I guess Josh Hawkins will get a my ring guy. as well. <laughs> my guy. Uh, even though Hulk was hurt. Yeah. Uh, but Arlington wins the XFL championship. I uh, believe we'll be talking to Garrett McGinn on Wednesday. Texted with him earlier, and I think we'll uh, be able to chat. One of the most uh, personable guys. He was, man, he was, he was on the front lines thrown into the uh the fire during some bad years with ecu football mm-hmm. and he had to answer a lot of questions and kind of be the mouthpiece of the team and, and never shot away from it handled it with with grace and uh and has come out and i'm, I'm happy for his success because he's just a great dude and we'll talk to him later this week i'll never forget him talking after the nc state game back in 2018 i guess that was to end the season the end of the season it was that state game that was added on at the end of the season and the emotional press conference that he had, yeah. you know, you know, and basically was saying that it's, it's going to get better here. Uh, you got great guys and the, the culture is going to be back. And, uh, but yeah, he was one of the most fired up football players we ever had. And he stuck it out through the thick and thin here at EC, especially during those bad days of, of coach Mo. So, uh, but yeah, good to see him continuing to play baseball or play football and be successful. I watched uh, some of that championship the other night, and it is funky. Funky. I didn't understand the kickoffs, really, and um, some of the – I guess you can go for one, two, or three after a touchdown, and I don't know. Oh, I did – I put out a video. For those that don't like foul language, you should mute me. But uh, the (laughs) coach was on the sidelines dropping F-bombs and S-bombs, and they were just running on ABC like it was nothing. So I found that pretty interesting. One thing really? I, one thing I did like, I hate the NBA coach interviews. The baseball manager ones in-game aren't terrible. Those are actually pretty good. But like NBA between quarters, they talk to a coach. And it's like, what do you got to do? Rebound better. What did you think about Kevin Durant scoring 20? Yeah, we got to put more attention on him. All right, thanks, coach. Oh, yeah, they do nothing, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, football coach coming off the field. Nothing and really. There's no way that they want to do that. No, that, they're wrong. They're, they're, they need to get into the huddle and coach up their team, especially I, if they're down 10, 15 points. I do, I do agree with the baseball ones. <laughs> Not so much the managers, but like last night, they had some of the players mic'd up and they were talking to them while they're out on the field. Um, and I think it was 
Saturday, they had Mookie Betts um, mic'd up, and I was watching that, and he did a very entertaining interview, and then called a fly ball while he was doing the interview, well, and then is, runs off the field. That's kind of where I'm going with this. I, they did something I've never seen in the NFL. They talked to a player right after his 80-yard touchdown run, and... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They were like, so what happened? He said... Um, the hole opened up you know talked about the play and then the announcer mentioned the uh the interviewer mentioned the pulling guard and said well he, he does it all the time that's why i get my numbers the guy so like they're doing an interview on the sidelines right after this guy scores a touchdown and i didn't hate that uh because it was pretty insightful on the play that opened up and everything so the first time the xfl came around and only lasted one year there were some innovations that were taken and used in the NFL game. I wonder if we'll see more on the field in-game interviews with players, uh, which I found pretty interesting from that. Well, there's two things that uh, now, and I may have the XFL and the USFL uh, mixed up, so forgive me if I, if it's not the right one. But there's one where they have the kickoffs, um, where both lines have to stay still until the receiver catches the ball. I don't know if that's XFL or if that's USFL, but I like that rule. Um, you I know, think that's what was going on the other night. Yeah, they they have to stay and they still. They were lined up pretty close to one yes, another. Yes, all that's in it. A straight line. Was that XFL yeah. then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I like that rule because it takes away from not takes away, but it gives the 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 returner a chance to kind of turn on the jets. Like say, for example, if they were to take that into the NFL. And Keith Mitchell is back there catching a ball. Gives that guy to turn on the Jets, and then they got to try to take him down instead of having the guy try to catch the ball and try to outrun guys that are coming full steam, you know, at him. Um, I, I kind of like that that tweak to the to uh, to the game. But the other thing too is I'd love to hear like you know if they did that in the NFL, like. I don't know, somebody like Zay Jones say, you know, so-and-so was defending me and he tripped over his own two feet and he fell down, so I was wide open, you know. Um, I would think that you would have, it would open the opportunity to have some rather entertaining, I mean, not just informative, but entertaining interviews, you know, right after well, our school. Well, there, yeah, there's two sides of it. There's the informative and there's like if Tyree Kill burns a guy for 80 yards, and he's and he tells he's them, able you know, to talk about it afterwards yeah i gave him some st- strawberry jam with his toast yeah you know so, I mean, that type of thing that i think that we'll probably see that in the game sooner rather than later uh speaking of football on tv uh folks aren't gonna like this i'm okay with it because i have every st- stupid streaming service out there but the nfl announced that peacock will be the home for the first ever exclusive live-streamed NFL playoff game, presenting an NFL wildcard playoff game in primetime on Saturday, January 13th, 2024. So that'll be at the end of this season. And there's always that Saturday primetime game, usually on NBC. Instead, it'll be on Peacock. So people so, aren't going to like that. So it's going to be exclusively on Peacock. Yep. Oh, by the way, I mentioned, I was telling y'all earlier, I had my annual post-Commander's uh, Draft chat with Coach O. Uh-huh. And he, uh, we were talking about Amazon Prime, and he was like, so how do you watch the Thursday night games now? And I was trying to explain to him Amazon Prime, and I 
as i looked at him as i was talking i knew coach o will never get amazon prime so it was like I think I'm it was just it. i think i'm going to get amazon yeah. I, prime. Think, I think i hear crickets <laughs> uh washington does play chicago so maybe i'll just invite coach o over to watch that one with me one time i went to b-dubs way back in the day for NFL Sunday, and Coach O was out there watching some games. And now uh, that would be interesting to watch a football cool. game with Coach O. I know. Like now, I want to watch every Sunday with Coach O, and uh, critique the uh, Washington Commanders. Uh, but uh, always enjoy talking to Coach O out at the park. All right, let's take our final time out. We'll come back. We'll look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck, and get ready to wrap up a fun edition of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 47 points and finished at 33,348. NASDAQ was up 80 points at 12,365, and the S&P was up 12 points at 4,136. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. This one's interesting. Matt Ryan hasn't retired but he will not be playing football. He will be the new Tony Romo. He'll be joining CBS Sports as an NFL analyst. So he even put out his own post and he said, this is not a retirement post. Excited to join the CBS family. So I guess that will be for this upcoming season. I'm a little unclear. Because he has not retired, but he is joining CBS Sports. Interesting. All right. Anyway, tonight, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. 8 o'clock, ESPN, Seattle, Dallas. Game 7 of their series. Winner advances to the Western Conference Final. Uh, Shirley told me that Burley's in the lineup for the Cardinals tonight. They take on the Brewers. Shirley, do you know if you married Alec Burleson, your name would be Shirley Burley? <laughs> Duh. Shirley Burley. Hey, Shirley Burley. <laughs> There was a guy I went to high school with whose last name was Shirley, and they were like, hey, if you married him, your name would be Shirley Shirley. Shirley Shirley. Shirley Shirley. All right, so Burley Man in the lineup tonight. O's playing great baseball. They take on the Angels tonight. We got the Brian Bailey Show coming up right now if you're listening to our live edition. So stay tuned for that as he talked to Joe West. Thank you all so much for chiming in, being a part of today's show. Good stuff. Enjoyed it. We'll be back with you Tuesday for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Shirley, Chandler Chandler, I'm Clip Clip. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.